So if you just go off of the conventional timeline of history, saying that the pyramids are, you know, a few thousand years ago, woolly mammoths would have still been on the earth when they were making the pyramids. So, and we believe the pyramid, well, I think the pyramids are much older than they say that they are. So who knows what was on the earth? Like there were woolly mammoths just a few thousand years ago. I don't, when did they go extinct? I don't know. I'm not a woolly mammoth expert, but let's check. <laughs> have let's you check. followed that uh, Boneyard Alaska guy? Oh, man. It's so cool. Have you seen, have you, Yeah. did no, you I, listen to him on Joe Rogan? I did, yeah. That was, I think that was my favorite podcast on there that I've ever listened to. Like, it was pretty, I loved that. But how they found those bones that are sawed. Yeah, I saw that. Completely smooth and flush. And then did you see the one of the bone that had a face carved in it? So oh, nuts. I haven't seen that. Yeah. yeah that one's pretty, cool. re- pretty recent. Yeah. I think it was this summer maybe. Um, and then I think those bones that they found that were sawed flat was this summer as well. Let me pull that up. But it's, it's cool. So woolly mammoths went extinct 4,000 years ago. And conventional science tells us that the Great Pyramid of Giza was in 2560 BC. So that would be, mm-hmm. you know, 4,500 years. So they were building the pyramids while mo- woolly mammoths still lived on yeah. the earth. Yeah, that's wild to think about. Dang, that's crazy. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I don't know. Okay, what was this deposit? Like, why, how are they finding thousands and thousands of these bones in this one deposit on, like, two yeah. acres? Yeah, I don't know. And they don't know. Yeah. They're finding gold, which is cool. That's why they started. But now mm-hmm. they've, they've found short-faced bears and things that should not have been Dire in wolves, that I think, too, yeah. right? Things that should not have been in that place at that time and that, that our history books have said cannot exist, never mm-hmm. did exist. Well, they're finding them. And yeah. uh, I'm trying to think what the other one was. There's like that deer that looks like a cross between a moose and an elk. Oh, that's cool. I'm trying to think what that's called. A milk. A milk. <laughs> no, it's like called a something anyway. But it was like you've seen those and their horns are like way long and stuff. Looks like a big and they found or something. I think they found those there too and they never existed there back then. And yeah, anyway. Well, it's, it's crazy speculation, you know, that it all got deposited there because of the ice age had ended and, you know, it, but it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like it makes, that makes no sense at all. I mean, deposited all of that stuff. Well, and they keep finding charred like yeah. earth there too. So it makes you wonder, was there animals traveling through this one area and they got torched all at the same time or something, you know, or is that yeah. right when, I don't a, know. A fire just happened to push them all into one spot <laughs> right as the ice age was ending and the glaciers shifted and it just deposited all this stuff in one place. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is saying that he's finding like chunks of meat still from like woolly mammoths because yeah, it's like perfectly. They, they ate some. <laughs> that can't be good. I would do it. Oh, yeah, I would do it. Yeah. But it, there's no way that tastes good. No. Freezer burn for 2,000 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting, but I would love to say that I did it. Yeah, that's crazy. It's cool. It is cool. They uh, they just posted, they have 1911 grips 
that are made out of... I saw those. Those are so cool. So then I went to see if 1911 grips would convert over to 2011 grips, and and they won't. Oh, they won't? I wonder if you could... Because did you go to that guy's page, Uh the Burkett Customs? No, no. Um, I wonder if you could... He makes them for different stuff. I wonder if you could reach out to him. They're like 600 bucks, though, just for the grips. Okay. But they're cool. So he had some, too, that were made from... uh, some kind of material from a comet. Oh, that's cool. I'm trying to think what it's called. Like, uh, anyway, I don't know. Something eight, some kind of, but they were, I think they were like three or four grand for yeah. those grips, but yeah. really cool. Hmm. Like, he so does cool. some incredible work. His knives are cool too. Okay. I would love to have one of his knives. He uh, made, so it's out of uh, a, uh, you'll like this, you um, an old horseshoeing rasp. Yeah. And so that's what the knife was made out of. And then some of them had like an Elkhorn handle or uh, I'm trying to think what else they used. Anyway, but and then it had like a a little like pennant on the end of it that was a woolly mammoth tooth or something. Like, that yeah, like cool. cool stuff. Way cool stuff. I'm like, man, some people have awesome talent. So creative. I was just down at a CrossFit competition just in Idaho Falls. And the owner of the gym down there said, hey, look at that guy over there. You'd appreciate this. He makes knives, and he was just featured on Joe Rogan. And I didn't know what she meant by featured on Joe Rogan. So I have some business cards now to, like, bring people on the podcast. And Mm -hmm. I kept wanting to talk to him, but he just had this line of people who kept talking to him. And uh, then then he went to the bathroom, and then he came out, and I never saw him again. So Mm -hmm. I want to chat with him. And he makes knives? Yeah, here in Idaho Falls, but apparently. I wonder if it's, uh, I went into a place one time kind of out by like I think it was out by like Glenwoods you know yeah. Turkey out in that area and they had a huge display of stuff um, trying to think what the name was I'll reach they out were, to her and see because I'd still anyway, like to reach out to him they had some nice stuff though yeah like uh, hunt, hunting knives that were he's like you will never need another one and you can take your stuff in there and get it sharpened you oh, know cool. they professionally sharpened stuff they had kitchen knives that they made like really cool stuff Dude, people are so creative and something like a knife. You, you can have them produced in China now, but obviously. But um, they're not Yeah, what's produced by someone by hand. Like, they're just such artists. Well, I have one that uh, my father-in-law gave me as a present that was just one of their neighbors. Like, he doesn't even do it professionally. This guy just does it for fun. And he made it out of a um, horseshoeing rasp, like an old file. You know, way they cool. found a bunch of that stuff in barns and whatnot and made it and like you grab onto it and you can tell like yeah. it's heavier it's well built you know i mean it's like like you're, i don't know it's it's just better quality you can tell for sure hmm. but yeah i feel like everything was better even a while ago because like i was ripping apart my parents house we're doing some renovation work and uh is that an old knife yeah so that was used by fur trappers Really? Yeah, it was cool. imported from France and, and uh, used by, by trappers. And you can see how much it's been sharpened because it <laughs> yeah, used to be a rounded edge. Like yeah. Here. yeah, pretty cool. It says from Sheffield, England. Oh, that's so way I was, cool. I was wrong. <laughs> it was not France. Well, it could have been. Could oh, that's cool. Or maybe could have gone to France first. Yeah, from England to the to the fur traders. And I think that was like very, very late fur trading. No, but I was just saying, I was tearing apart my parents' house, and even the two-by-fours in old homes is way different than what we have. So it's good. insane. Those arrow ones with the red stamp on them? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, like from the 60s or 70s, and yeah. it's it's like night and day difference from what we have. When we renovated our house, not renovated, <clears throat> re, we 
added on or whatever that's called. Uh-huh. Um, we saved some of them and just reused them yeah. because they're awesome. Yeah, they're so solid. Well, and you can tell how how people valued stuff back then. Like if a knife got like this today, we would just chuck it and yeah. buy a new one because yeah. it didn't look like a new knife. Yeah. Well, this has been, you know, like sharpened. Like to know the history. It was of that still knife. yeah exactly. Yeah. And it was something that was a tool used every single day, and that person still thought it had, like, even still, it still has a lot of life left in it. Yeah. You know? I don't even use a knife enough to ground it down oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, either. You know? I mean, it's... Yeah. And that was just normal, everyday stuff back then. If mm. I could have a superpower, it would be touching an object and seeing its entire history. That would be cool. We could go to the pyramids and mm-hmm. touch them, mm-hmm. and then we'd know. And then you'd know it's aliens. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or go to uh, the boneyard. Yeah. Yeah. Go see what one. the story is there. Or my brother-in-law has the best for a superpower. That you can pull anything out of your pocket to do anything that you want it to do. So you pull a time machine out of your pocket. Or you pull a power out of your pocket that lets you touch things in another history. It's a great mm, That'd be a good one. Yes. <laughs> what would your superpowers be? Me? Yeah. Mm, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. But that would know. be a good one to go back and know how everything is done. Because then everyone would, you'd be the most powerful person on earth. You could know everything. That'd be a good one. I think that history is going to be a lot different than we think. Like, you know, I think all of us well, have a picture in our mind of what, you know, the pyramids were and, you know, just kind of how history lined up. I think it's going to be way different than, yeah. like, we'll, we'll, Someday we'll know that. Yeah. I hope anyway. Yeah, I hope so too. And we'll be like, man, we weren't even close. Yeah. You know? Well, like we were saying before we hit record when all the good stuff is talked about. <laughs> it, there were Native American Indians that went to France 80 to 100 years before Lewis and Clark came over and, you know, supposedly discovered everything. Which I think they did. They discovered many, many things. But, you know, they discovered the grizzly bear. Well... Those Indians knew that went to France, like, mm-hmm. and, and that was only, you know, 1800s. Mm-hmm. So our history is pretty, probably pretty far off. Yeah. But. And then you think of all the stuff that's been covered up. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like that, like, what, what was the cave in the Grand Canyon? Dude. Like, wasn't there a cave with giant skeletons in it? A bunch and of the Smithsonian's Egyptian, Egyptian carvings and uh, Egyptian artifacts and that sort of thing. And someone found it. They went in. They're like, "Man, this is a great discovery. We need to let someone important know." They let it know. They let them know. And then all of a sudden, it's closed off. No one knows anything. And then the Smithsonian goes, "No, there's nothing there." Yeah, have you, you seen know. the YouTube video of the guy climbing through the Grand Canyon and a black cop helicopter comes around? No. Have you seen that? It does not surprise me. He's like, hmm. yeah, they're like they're obviously hiding something here because anytime anyone gets close, they flag them down, they turn them around. You're, there's certain parts of the Grand really? Canyon that you can't explore and there's a black ops helicopter pointing people to turn around. You're like, obviously there's something there. It's crazy. Uh, we're, we're flying this multi-million dollar airplane and staffing it because we don't want you to hurt the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Or hurt yourself, but it's like, let yeah. people just go explore, and if they yeah. die, it's... Let people hurt themselves. That's that's mm-hmm. their choice. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's something there, for sure. It's, it's crazy. good. 
Have you guys seen that ostrich egg that had its so ostrich egg they can carbon date and oh, yeah. it went back like 12,000 years and they saw three pyramid shapes on it? Have you seen that? So hmm. it looked like someone like picked up an ostrich egg and was like doodling. There's all these kind of doodles like ancient, you know, caveman drawings, but then there's three pyramids and it looks like, you know, the three hmm. pyramids obviously. And you're like, there's so many things like that yeah. that are so interesting that are pointing to our history being so much older, but no one wants to admit it because then you sound like a crazy person. And you said 12,000 years? I think it was 11,000 or 12,000 years. That's the younger Dryas. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that I think should become the new history until we learn more and are open to more. Yeah. That younger Dryas period and the melting of the, the uh, well, the Ice Age very quickly turning from Ice Age to, to Warm Age. Well, yeah. and you look at his story and how... Like he, uh, like Graham Hancock, right? Yeah. Like he uh, came up with that, and now he's totally shunned. Yes. By the main science organizations and and leaders in that. Yeah. So I mean, what's that show you? How much could be covered up? Well, when you said his story, I I actually I didn't know where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. But think of the word history. It is his story. Yeah. It is true. just a story mm-hmm. that he makes up. Or she. Well, and not even that, and not even not, not even that uh, he makes up that he actually has some pretty pretty decent evidence for. Yeah. You oh, know, oh like, no, I am not like, meaning Graham, Han- Graham Hancock means that uh, comes up with it. I just mean in general, yeah. history is just his story. Yeah. I don't know how the Battle of the Alamo actually went. We were just down in Austin, went into the Capitol building, which is insane, like insane. They get here as like little pioneers and all of a sudden they're building this crazy structure that today stands the test of time and will probably never need to come no down. No way. No yeah. way. They built it on top <laughs> yeah. of something. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, probably on a pyramid. Um, which is what the Catholic Church did. They just came into all South America and they found the pyramids and enslaved people to cover them up and build on top of them. Like... Um, in Mexico City, the main cathedral, uh, El Catedral, in the it's called El Zocalo, like right in the middle of Mexico City. They're getting underneath it to, this is years ago, like 20 years ago, they're getting underneath it to raise the foundation, and they run into a pyramid. Hmm. Like, they covered the pyramid. That's wild. It is. I know, I just well, know. and that's what that's what Graham Hancock talks about on a lot of those sites that he has found that haven't ever been excavated. Or yeah. People have known they're there for a long time, but there's actually layers to it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, and not just one or two, like some of those, there's layers upon layers upon layers upon layers that people yeah. have built over, I don't know how long, probably centuries of time. Yeah. You know. Or anyway. thousands of years. Like that's one thing that I don't know how to reconcile with biblical time versus historical time like it doesn't catch me up like i still i i still believe certain things you know but like six thousand year timeline in the bible versus twelve thousand years that were in the pyramid you know pyramids or that younger dryas or gobekli tepe i don't it's mm-hmm. like tens of thousands of years old mm-hmm. the oldest place that we've found so far and it was deliberately buried by the people who built it. Well, and that's the one I think, didn't they start excavating it and they found yeah. older stuff below yeah. it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, they had built it on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, 
and then you cannot tell me that there's not some billionaire out there that wants to know and will fund all of these projects. Like, that's probably the first place my money would go as a multi-millionaire billionaire. It's like, hey, let's fund some of these projects. But then the governments do not let them. Academia does not let it happen. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder what's under the pyramids then. Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, I think it's a river. A river under there. And certain vibrations that come up on each pyramid. Like, if you stick your head in certain little, there's like kind of little holes in the pyramid. You can stick your head in there are vibrations that you hear. It's like you're sticking your head in a sound bowl. Hmm. So who knows? Like, obviously we have no idea, but all of these pyramids around the earth, they are finding them on some type of lines, ley lines, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. They're on very specific ley lines. And then you have Teotihuacan, which is near Mexico city. The very, very similar layout of those three main pyramids, the same layout that you find in Egypt and they go, Oh, it's because everybody saw Orion's belt. So, well, let's all build a four sided. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, the, the great pyramid of Giza is not four sided. It's eight sided. Yeah. If you look straight down the, the, what we normally would see as the four walls are actually concaved mm. and they're eight sided. Mm. It's crazy. And if you started just off a centimeter. Yep. Your wa- line would be wonky all the way up, and they're mm-hmm. not. They're perfect. Mm-hmm. Like these people knew what they were doing. Well, and just think about think about how misinformation is now, like where we have access to everything, which, I mean, I guess could be argued that we can go the other direction where yeah. anybody can say anything and, you know, it gets out there. But think about the other, you know, back in history where you had a very select piece of a group of people that kept the records and very select group of people that, you know, even knew how to read. I mean, you could tell any story you want. Yeah. You know, back in the day. I mean, how's anybody going to know Yeah. any different? You know, there's one, one or, two, well, not one or two. There are probably huge groups of historians that kept records, but for sure they would be under the control of the governments and everything. So how easy is it to manipulate and control that when it's very isolated? You know, I mean, uh, well, that's where I was going with going to Austin and the Capitol building there. There's paintings up of like the battle of San Jacinto and uh, the battle of the Alamo. And there it's very clearly depicted what happened, but that does not mean that that's what happened. Yeah. You know, some, Someone who wins this battle goes out and, yeah, man, we were outnumbered 20 to 1, and we ran out of ammo, so we ended up using musk or uh, bayonets on people. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Especially in the fog of war and everything yeah. else. I mean, there's always, like, even you think about just, like, a shooting with police officers. Yeah. Like, every, you know, you've heard those stories where everybody's, account is completely different yeah and there's major things that a lot of people don't even pick up on you know just because of the way our brain works and everything else when we're under stress and under pressure like that yeah well what pisses me off is when there's 50 rounds that fly and (laughs) one grazes the guy i mean you guys suck at shooting you know that right (laughs) it's crazy yeah not all police officers suck (laughs) at shooting but if you look at the statistics it's pretty freaking bad uh so war we're on a we're on a tipping point. Oh, right now. geez. 
it's ridiculous. There's so many. There's so many tipping points right now. Yeah. So many of them. It's ridiculous. We are at a 30-year high in consumer credit card debt. Housing, uh, house sales are below what they were in 2009. Car sales are at maybe an all-time low. There's uh, there are several car dealerships that are not selling cars right now, mm. and big ones that are selling one and two cars a month. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it it like, and I know that's like an overall number, right? Yeah. Like it's interesting talking to people in our area. Like, uh, it's just so different depending on who you talk to. Yeah. You know, like, um, we're building a house right now and talking to the bank guy, he's like, nobody's building houses. I've never, you know, he's like, we're not writing loans. Nobody can afford it. Yeah. I've never had it where we've written out this, you know, so few loans. Yeah. And then you talk to the contractors and they're like, yeah. Maybe we'll show up. We've got enough business. We don't, you know, like they don't even, like all the contractors are super busy and it's like, well, who's building the houses, you know? Yeah. And then you look at, and this is, this is just our area, which I think we're kind of secluded a little bit. I agree. Um, Like talking to realtors, there's some realtors that do like monthly updates on sales and everything. And uh, it's interesting, even though you hear that, that uh, house sales are falling off a cliff in our area. Um, we're actually like month to month, the sales are higher than they were a year ago, which hmm. was right at the peak of the, hmm. you know, kind of yeah. as the big thing was going up and even surpassing 2021. Would that be the previous year? Yeah. And the price per square foot is higher than both of the previous years too. Interesting. So it's so like, it's just, but there's less coming on the market. Yeah. And so, you know, which is going to push prices For up. Sure. But it's just so interesting who you talk to because if you talk to the banker, he's, you know, he acts like real estate's falling off a cliff. You yeah. talk to the builders and they're so busy they can't keep up. Yeah. You know, and then like I was looking at pickups the other day too and uh, to buy a, like a heavy duty, you know, like a Duramax or whatever, like they're back ordered. Like if you ordered one today, you wouldn't be able to get it for like six months to a year. Interesting. Because, you know, it's yeah. just so interesting what, you know, I don't know. You I, hear, you I hear one know. narrative in the news and then yeah. when you get out and talk to people now, granted overall, I think as far as the whole country goes, that's, you know, it's, it probably is. Yeah. Um, we talk that with way, a, but, but uh, it's just interesting. Yeah. We talk with a decent amount of business owners mm-hmm. and Almost every single one right now says their st- their sales are down, are down from last year and the year before. Uh, but the ones that I do talk to that are growing are in construction, Yeah, which is so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Talked with an electrician the other day. He's like, yeah, man, we've grown a lot this year. I'm like, well, that's crazy because I talk to other like retail business owners or service-based businesses. They're down. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it is crazy. It makes you wonder... Like what I worry is because, you know, I mean, we've paused on interest rates the last two uh, Fed meetings or whatever. Yeah. Um, like I worry if we start 
you know, I think that says a lot too. You know, if they're oh, pausing, sure. then there's some real concerns out there. Yeah. You know, I think obviously we have a lot of concerns. They ought to be concerned. Yeah. You know, the the wars going on and everything else, but uh, it worries me a little bit once we start going back down the other side of that, that like all heck's going to break loose. You yeah. know, I don't know. I mean, you look at the just, you know, how there's uh, a run on, you know, a shortage of housing and stuff sure. right now. Man, yeah. you start. There's a lot of people I know that are waiting in the wings going, I'm waiting for a crash or I'm Absolutely. waiting for interest rates to go down. Yeah. And so it's like that could be, you know, I don't know. I talked with an airplane salesman the other day, which I realize is a little different market, but he's he's like you're you're the only person that has called me on this airplane. Really? And that does not happen. You know, they're always like, Yeah, man, I got five other people waiting on the wing here mm -hmm. for, for you to, to get into this airplane. No pun intended. Yeah, no, no pun intended there. <laughs> waiting on the wing. Um But then even you know, even even in that scenario, I'm like, Well, we need to sell one in order to to buy the other and sure. I don't know if I can sell it. Hmm. So it's it's very interesting. Yeah. Certain it markets are hot and some other yeah. ones aren't. Your market's hot. Yeah, mine's great. I just, it seems like every time I start a business on, on paper, it's the worst time to start it. Like I started that art studio right when COVID was ramping up Yeah, and did great. And then just started that dog grooming business and it's doing great. But yeah, we just opened three months ago and we've grown like 20 or 30% every month. So that's awesome. It's, it's going super well. And uh, yeah, hopefully it keeps going like that. I've heard more millionaires are made in recessions than in any other time. Hmm. So, and I, I believe we are hardcore in a recession right now. So if you can make your business work now, you're going to do pretty well when the economy is booming. And then Matt, you mentioned, you know, war and interest rates. M my first thought being the conspiracy minded person that I am, maybe that's why war is happening. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that war booms the economy. Right. I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons we're not in a big recession is yeah. because we have two wars going that we're, yeah. you know. That we're just the proxy in. Yeah. Like, we're at war with Russia via the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. We are at war with Palestine via Israel. Haven't they sent jets, active duty so. jets, to both places, I think, right? To, to give them to the other military? I think to fly. Actually, to our people. We'll check this out. Because um, I had heard... I had heard that, uh, yeah, here like a month or two ago, that there was some in Ukraine, and then the U or the Israel one, which I kind of Israel's one of our best allies. I think you know. I mean, we we need to be supporting them, in my opinion. But well, yeah, I don't know. I have mixed I opinions. I do too. I don't. I, I have the Ukraine one. I'm like absolutely not. Yep. Um, the Israel one, I'm more inclined to think that we should, you know, support that. Yeah. Um, but I think that we just got, we just exited a war on terrorism and here we're jumping right back into it too, you know, so yeah. it's frustrating that way. Hmm. Yeah. But just too much money to leave it alone. Could you imagine having that war go on for 20 years and all of a sudden your bank account dries up and you're like, well, we got to get something. We need to do going. something. Yeah. Uh, Seriously, looks as like bad as that sounds. We've sent a hundred and fifty million dollar package to Ukraine. Or sorry, my bad to Israel, which is nothing. Bargain if it yeah. was Ukraine. We accidentally <laughs> sent six billion to Ukraine, so 
Um, Biden says 3,000 reserve troops can be sent to Europe to support NATO for, for Ukraine. And then according to NATO, there were 97 special forces that were sent into Ukraine. I can't find anything about jets, jets being deployed, oh, but I, I thought there was. Yeah, I thought I'd heard hmm. something. But I don't dig into that stuff either very much, so I could... I no, and I don't, because I don't believe anybody. Like, this one's yeah. from Newsweek. Mm -hmm. Fact check. Are U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine? And then it goes through this entire article. Ukraine is not a member of NATO, so then it's difficult to decipher, you know, what troops are what. Like, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's easy. Let's fix this headline for you. U.S. military troops are on the ground in Ukraine. But that's from a former deputy assistant to the Secretary of Defense. Who knows? I don't know what to believe. Well, and they always say, well, they're just in a supporting role yeah. or an advising role or whatever. You know, like there's so much garbage yeah. and, and able so many ways to bend the truth. It's hard to yeah. like the, the Israel thing. Like I kind of looked at stuff a little bit here and there. There's a couple of YouTube channels that I'll watch every once in a while to that I think are try to be decent. But there again, they're just as good as the information they get, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, I don't know. And you'd think in this such technologically advanced world that we live in, we'd have access to all this information. But it's actually the most easy mm -hmm. information to suppress. You know, if there's algorithms and AI out there that if if there's a video that's geo stamped with anything in Ukraine or Israel, it does not pop up anywhere in any way. Mm. Like, so I don't know. I hear that little kids are getting beheaded in Palestine or, you know, Israel, Palestinians yeah. are, are beheading Israel. And then I've heard Israel, like this is insane. I don't even like to say it out loud, but Israel has been, uh, there were some little kids throwing rocks at tanks and they shot their genitals off. Like you hear all this stuff. You're like, okay, but what do I believe? Yeah. I, I actually believe that there are very evil people that do very evil things. Everywhere. Yeah. Mm. And I think that war is just supported mass murder through our so-called leaders. Like, how about we just stop killing people? How about that? Like, Ukraine and Palestine can just stop killing people, but we don't hear that part. You mean Israel? You oh. said Ukraine and well, Palestine. Well, it's because we've been but, hearing but Ukraine for so but long. But it's the same. They yeah. could do. <laughs> yeah. You know? How about we just stop <laughs> killing people? How about we have actual, true, free, and fair elections? How yeah. about we... But we never will. We never will. It's interesting to see all the pal the the... Um, riots and everything, or maybe not riots, but all of the support for Palestine, like yep. in the streets and everything. Yep. Like, I have a picture of a real like, one. So, I there was a deal that I saw today, a little clip, and this guy says, Hey, uh, I'm I've got a petition to free Palestine. Would you like to sign that? And these people are like, Yeah, 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 let me sign that. And he's like, Okay, first, let me give you the, the terms and conditions so you know what you're agreeing to like flips the page and he's like, okay, do you agree that uh, gay people should be killed and thrown from buildings? No. no. Oh, okay. Well, you can't sign it then. Or like, you know, keeps mm. going on all these things, you know, if you're supporting that, do you support terrorist organizations or whatever, yeah. you know, and all of those things that people like, they had no clue yeah. what the truth was. And maybe that's not even the truth. I don't know. But I mean, I do think that Hamas and I mean I do think they're bad yeah. and they're terrorists. Oh, they I think they they even say that they're terrorist organizations, right? Yeah, don't they, they? Well, they didn't in the beginning. There's a really good book called Son of Hamas, hmm. and this came out, you know, after 
obviously after 9-11 and after the war over there or during the war over there. And it's literally a kid whose dad started Hamas. He was one of the main founders. And it started out as kind of more of like a group of people slash political party type of thing. But from what I understand, and I could be I could be definitely wrong on this, but from what I understand, these places pop up as the caliphate. So you've got ISIS, which is a caliphate. You've got Hamas, which I believe is a caliphate. And when they talk about the infidel, they're not necessarily talking about anyone that's not Muslim. They're talking about anyone that's not aligned with their caliphate itself. Mm. So, you know, they're willing to murder their own people, too, if you don't align with the caliphate. Mm. Where it gets really hard is when you say, you believe me, now you need to go kill people, and if you do, you will go to heaven. You'll get yeah. your 72 virgins. You'll get... Mm -hmm. It's like, man, that's ingrained from such a young age, which I'm not going to take away from some Christianity as well. I mean, look at the Crusades. Yeah. It was insane mm -hmm. in the name of religion. And people believed it from a very young age that this is what needs to happen. So yeah, there's a yeah. real sign. We saw like an actual sign from, because <laughs> you see this stuff online and you're like, I don't know if people are really like this stupid. Yeah. That was in Austin? Yeah. Yeah. It, pretty crazy stuff. But that book, Son of Hamas, like I would recommend it 100%. Like go start listening mm. to it today. It's crazy. This this guy's son uh, ends up converting to Christianity, moving to the United States. I believe he's protected by the government because Hamas still wants to kill him. I might have heard an interview of this guy. It's that so story, good. that just kind of his story there sounds familiar to me. But As a kid, his whole thing was hurt Israel. Like that's what he was taught. You have to hurt them because they want to hurt us. So did so, he grow up in yeah. like Palestine, like yeah. Gaza or something mm -hmm. there? Yep. Which the Gaza Strip, the one of the most highly densely populated places on the earth. Mm -hmm. And we know now that a dense population breeds yeah. radicalism. So mm. well, plus they don't produce anything. Yep. I mean it's only countries sending them aid is how they exist. Yeah. Right? I mean it's kinda got all you so you have poverty, which is you know, magnifies that, like all sorts of stuff. But Yeah, it's insane. He went to a Israeli prison a couple different times and said he felt nothing but love. He's like, man, you know, I was committing acts of essentially war towards them, whether it was hmm. as a little kid throwing rocks at tanks or once he got older, starting to do worse things. They're like, man, they'd take him into a room. Like, why do you hate us? Like, what, are, what are we doing? Hmm. You're the son of the guy who created, created Hamas. Like, how can we talk about this? How can we rectify this? Well, back in Palestine, it was everything like, what can we do to hurt Israelis? And on the flip side, Israel at that time was like, man, how can we have peace? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I have a hard time looking into that stuff because it just, it makes me sad and there's nothing I, I can personally do about it. And so it's like, you look at the news feed, I, I stopped watching the news. I used to be way into the news. I was trying to keep up with everything. And after a while, you're like, I'm not going to be able to make any difference. It's just, it's just sad yeah. <laughs> and, and you don't even know if it's real yeah. and it's not real yeah, yeah yeah who knows if it's even real and yeah, yeah so and you follow all that crap and you're like man life sucks you're yeah. like wait i'm just listening to too much news life is actually really good yeah speaking of which i don't know if you've heard about like the dubai projects that they got going on have you heard about those just like the big mega cities that the mega line and then they have like this octagon uh, port or whatever and then some islands they're building they're doing all these new projects I'm like, I get behind that. Like, 
I don't know if they have, you know, should have that money or whatever, but I like that someone's doing something hopefully to better humanity. You know what I mean? And like, if those things work out, that'd be great. But it's something yeah. at least positive that I'm, I'm looking forward to that hopefully is not war and death and destruction yeah, yeah. and hate. Well, I think the line's in Saudi Arabia, right? So that's oil money that's building yeah, that or Saudi something? Arabia. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. But you've got like um, Dubai and Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. and they've, they've done a lot of cool things. Now, that being yeah. said, I, my first thought with those big mega cities is it's going to turn into a smart city, which is yeah. a problem. But these are also billionaires, multi-mega billionaires that are also making jiu-jitsu and UFC much bigger. So I'm good with that. <laughs> Why are they trying to get leagues going over there or something? Uh, well, right now they are, they're putting a ton of money into leagues, but they're also just funding people to come over that they like. Mm-hmm. And they're making these athletes that would maybe never have a chance like jiu-jitsu athletes mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna probably you're most likely not going to become a, a millionaire or wealthy or have generational wealth from doing jiu-jitsu but now they are yeah and someone ends up liking them bring him over to abu dhabi or dubai and all of a sudden you know hey you come over and fight and we'll pay you 10 million dollars well they're doing the same with like golf yeah <laughs> like they're pulling those guys away from the um PGA PGA oh, tour yeah. to go to play on live yeah. and paying them like three times as much money. Yeah. Like it's crazy. What I think is kind of funny is I actually think they're just trying to buy their friendships. I mean, it's working. <laughs> like, Hey, we'll bring you over. We'll pay you $10 million, but you need to stay at my house and you need to get a lot of pictures with me. And yeah. I go, okay, sounds great, bro. <laughs> We're buddies, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That, and have you, I mean, have you heard of all the Mars stuff about like terraforming Mars and, getting spaceships there and Musk and all that stuff. It's like, I don't know. I think that stuff's way more interesting. I've been looking into that way more than like our current war and all that stuff. But it's super interesting. Like Musk, obviously everyone thinks he's a psychopath, but he's like, if we just nuked the uh, Mars at the <laughs> at the North and South Pole, it would terraform it and it would have liquid water and then we could do all this stuff. And I'm like, that's crazy. But... I like that way more than hearing about kids getting blown yeah. up, you know? Yeah. Reminds me of Trump nuking a hurricane. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could just send some nukes up there. Let's just bomb it. It'll go away. But yeah, I think there's some really cool stuff happening in, in technology and hopefully engineering. I don't know about those smart cities. That could get crazy. But yeah. That's, I guess we'll, we'll test it out for them, right? It's Rexburg happening is, locally. Well, Utah's ground zero for all of it. Really? Yeah. So um, Utah's ground zero for a lot of stuff, man. Go to uh, go on YouTube and watch. If you don't, if you want to be depressed, go and watch this. <laughs> but Disclaimer. <clears throat> it's a channel called We Are The People. And it's this... Uh, we Are The People or We, we Art? We are the people. Okay, so that maybe there's a biblical spin on it. I think it's... You know, being from... Oh, lots of things that come art. from Utah. Thou, thou art. <laughs> thou art the people. No, it's... Uh, yeah, it's we are the people. Anyway, they... So it's like a husband and wife, and they live in Utah, so they do a lot of stuff around Utah politics and stuff. Um, and even, like, they had a couple episodes on there of, like, these bad corruption, like, disgusting stuff within like supposedly people that were involved at high levels of the church and stuff anyway yeah. which which they're both i think they're both members of the church so it's not like they're trying to bag on the church necessarily yeah. they're just trying to say hey look there might be some problems here that we For need sure. to look into but uh one that they talk about is smart cities hmm. and uh they even 
he had like a video of him asking the governor about it. And the governor got voted in as a Republican, but he's like way liberal, you know. And then, of course, you got like Mitt Romney down there. Oh, he's there, pretty, he's pretty conservative. Yeah, right? he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he likes the Constitution. What happened to that guy? Uh, like, anyway, so, so the governor, I think it's Spencer Cox, right? Is that his name? Anyway, but, uh, so he goes up and asks him, he's like, hey, what about these smart cities and stuff, you know? And he just gets right in the guy's face. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, well, what about the World Economic Forum? World, what are these conspiracies? I don't know what these are. I don't even know what that is. I've never heard of it. That tells which, you everything. Which I'm right like, there. number one, I'm like, okay, you're a governor and you've never heard of the World Economic Forum? Come on, yeah. we need to do a little bit more education. <laughs> yeah. But then on their podcast, they had showed a bunch of videos of him like previously, like days before giving a presentation on smart cities and all this stuff, you know? So he totally, he totally lied right to their face. Yeah. Um, and his, like the governor's family and stuff are, um, into, I think like construction and stuff down there. So they actually have contracts to help build this stuff and everything. Yeah. That's why he's keeping it. Keeping it quiet. Yeah, on the down He's low. the Lance Armstrong mm-hmm. of politicians. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do you know me? No, I don't know anything about that, you piece of crap. I can't believe you'd bring that up. <laughs> the liver king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steroids? What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Now that he's supposedly off of steroids, I think he's actually bigger. So I'm like, I don't think you did, man. But uh, so they actually have, well, and so they have a plan, I guess, to build a smart city, um, like, where the state prison used to be, which is kind of funny, I guess. But um, anyway, yeah. so like, Very so ironic. they have, they have, yeah, exactly. They have this whole thing about, about it um, and how like it, you, uh, it used to pop up on a Google map, like mm-hmm. where the smart city was and stuff. Well, after he had gone and talked to the governor and stuff, like they took it off. Like you couldn't find it. You couldn't find information about it on the, on the web or on the internet or anything like mm. crazy stuff. And then they said in there too, that, there's two places, I think, that the UN and the World Economic... And I don't know. This could be... I don't know if this is true necessarily. Um, but there's two places that the UN and the World Economic Forum will meet. And one of them's New York. One of them is Salt Lake City. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a whole bunch of ties there. And like hmm. ties with China. Like there's just... There's... You know, you got big tech going in there now. Yeah. Like, you know, Facebook is big down there. I think Google has some stuff down there. I saw a new one the other day, a company that was bringing in a big facility down there. I'm trying to think what it was. Is that the battery one? The what? There was a big uh, battery manufacturer going in there. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's something huge going in for battery manufacturing in the U.S., but it's going in. This was, yeah, this was like, uh, I had to look it up because I read a article on it. Um, Anyway, I thought it was interesting, but uh, anyway, there's just a lot of stuff going in down there. And then the other thing, so this was another episode they did, was on um, relating to the border with Mexico. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, there's actually a couple um, podcasts that I watched. So there was theirs, and then there was another one that that Sean Ryan one. He Mm -hmm. was talking to a previous CIA um, agent, whatever she worked over in the Middle East and stuff, and so he was talking to her about how many known terrorists have come through the southern border, and she said, you know, like there's been a lot that yeah. they know about, and uh, which makes sense. Anyway, so these po- these these aren't the podcasts aren't like related or anything, but they were about similar things. So Utah 
is actually when they go and film these people at the border and ask them what states they're going to, Utah is one of the ones that a lot of them are going to because they don't have laws that make it so that they will send them back. And, uh, Utah and, specifically has those yeah, laws. Yeah, yeah. so um, this guy was actually, well, so on their, the We Are The People Sorry, I'm jumping around a lot. I love him, But the We Are the People um, YouTube uh, channel or video that he did, they had a mayor of one of the cities down there in Utah. I'm trying to think what it was. Anyway, but a guy from ICE, an agent from ICE had, had approached him and been like, hey, we need to, you know, do something about this because there's no laws. Like, there's kind of different relationships that different government entities have got to have in order for these people to get processed or, you know, put in jail overnight even. Like the sheriff has to agree to put these people in jail until they're able to get processed to be deported back somewhere or whatever. Well, they won't even do that. And it's all because the governor's office and the Mm. state leadership are Mm. telling them, you can't, like, don't do that. So anyway, so he actually, this, this ICE guy actually said that they, ICE, considered Utah a sanctuary state. Hmm. So right up there with California, you know, uh, New York, whatever the other ones are. So is Idaho. So Boise and... You think Idaho's just... That was my question is, do you think Idaho's just as bad? Or do you think we actually have stuff in place? Sadly, I believe that Idaho is much, much more liberal than than we give it credit for. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm not... I don't know enough to say that you know, it's a sanctuary state like Utah or, or even close, but I know Boise and and the Meridian area. So Boise Meridian. And then I think it was Twin Falls. They were actually bringing over. That's right. Um, refugees. Yeah. Muslim refugees. And I'm all for helping people. That's cool. Like, (coughs) I wish we had a cough button like Joe. Um, I'm all for helping people. 100%. Like we should be helping. If we're the the world superpower and we can help people, let's help people, but never at the expense of our freedoms, mm-hmm. which it is. And, and that, we do help people. We're the only yeah. ones that do help yeah, people. Yeah, that's that's very sending true. money everywhere. Yeah. Trump was always very on that, you know, like, well, what money is France mm-hmm. bringing in <laughs> 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 who pays for the UN? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's why, like, as much as everyone hates Trump, it's like, it's so nice to see someone come in and just look at it like a business, like, okay, we're paying money. What do we get out of it? Yeah. I feel like that. He brought up a lot of those points, which was nice to see. Yeah. But. Except for a senile old man that's in office right now that's been in politics his entire life, never had a job in the private sec- in the private sector. And dude, I think, I think Joe Biden is uh, a plant. Have you seen the clip of him with uh, the prosthetic coming off? Like, it looks like he's wearing, like, a, a hair, you know, Have you cap. seen the chin one? Yeah, or the neck. It's it's like he has, They're all different. It's, like it's not his, the same Joe Biden. It looks like his chin's a nutsack. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that <laughs> oh, one. Man, it's so funny. But yeah, there's I'll all these prosthet- prosthetics falling off this old guy, and you're like, who is this guy? It's not Joe <laughs> Biden. I don't know who it is. There was a video, I want to say, like, late 90s, early 2000s, and it just came out on the internet, you know, as the internet was starting to, to really go. And it was a CIA person that was in charge of masking agents. So said, and I think they even did the interview with a mask on and then revealed what they looked like underneath. 
and they had no clue that this CIA agent looked different than they looked until they took the mask off. Yeah. And then we're talking that's, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Oh, that, my gosh. I can't be real. Oh, I wish people could see this right now. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> that's an actual clip? Like, yeah. I think I so. I don't think that's been modified. I mean... Well, it has been modified, but it was his chin that was yeah. modified. His, his actual face was modified. Sheesh. I just oh, don't know so what to crazy. believe. Like, do I want to believe that Joe Biden is a clone? No. <laughs> Not a very good no. one. No. <laughs> but then you see pictures and you see different things. And you're like, man, I don't know what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, even Kamala Harris, her uh, her neck. You know, oh, there's really? ones where like, you know, if it's a face mask, then kind of that popping out. But we know there's body doubles. Hillary Clinton had a body double. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I think it would be silly not to have one. Like, oh, for sure. You, yeah. you should have yeah. one. If yeah. you go into like a high-risk area, true. just send the double in, and you're yeah. good. But. That chick on Star Wars, she had a, a the princess or queen, Nambala or whatever. She had a body. She oh, had yeah. several body doubles. <laughs> we'll even look at Hollywood. Yeah. Like how many uh, Tom Cruise people are there that work yeah. on the videos with him? And a lot of those look... More like Tom Cruise than Tom Cruise does. <laughs> well, how is Tom Cruise looking how he does these days? Did you see the pictures like of him and the the lady in the first one, the blonde, like the oh, main the main yeah, character yeah, lady, the, the original Top Gun. Him and her, mm-hmm. and then him and her today. Yeah, you're like what? <laughs> yeah, she should have joined Scientology. Did you what? see that one? Well, I've, I, I think I've seen that one. I'm like, what would stop one of the doubles from killing him and taking his? <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd have to get a lot of training in. In uh, aviation, you know, yeah. you got to be able to fly your own airplanes and that's, do your own stunts. That's funny because, yeah, he does his own stunts. Dude, but he has to, such uh, a beautiful airplane. That P-51 at the end of Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah? That's his. Huh. And it, it is so great. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> what are you looking up? The Tom Cruise Kelly McGillis, oh, is that her name? Oh, my gosh. You believe that? Isn't that's that crazy? crazy. He looks almost the same. He yep. looks better. Yeah, I mean, really. Yep. That's what testosterone replacement therapy will do for males. And adenochrome. (laughs) Yep. Oh, well, that's probably true, too. (laughs) So Texas Instruments is the company coming to Utah. I looked that up. And they do not just build calculators, everybody. So they actually are, it's a a chip manufacturing facility Hmm. in Utah. So anyway, which not that they're crazy conspiracy stuff but maybe you never yeah, know i, I, I mean, would take a company as big as texas instruments that supposedly just makes calculators they're doing something more yeah hmm. i'm sure they've got government contracts i'm sure they've got all of it well if they're manufacturing chips and stuff yeah. i mean they probably have contracts with all the defense yeah companies and you know yeah so with the smart cities i forgot to ask you what what does that all entail? I know it, like, don't they have uh, cameras up that can track people through facial recognition, stuff like that? Yeah. That's the whole point. So That's I think, the whole thing. So, so what they're trying to sell it as is, oh, this will be so convenient and this will help with climate change. Because, like, the idea is that you have everything that people need within, like, a 15-minute wa- walking distance of their house. So you actually set up and build these cities where it's, like... You know, you have apartment buildings, and then you have doctor's offices, and you have it all strategically planned out and stuff. So I can see a lot of, like... But why do you have to track people to efficient, well, so, efficiency? So, yeah, so it's getting sold as, like, look, this will be so convenient. So I think that that's 
the dangerous part and where a lot of, you know, like maybe city council people and stuff will be like, oh, well, this is a really smart way to develop stuff, hmm. you know. But then if you read in, it's actually documented in the World Economic Forum and that We Are the People um, episode. They have they they have a lady with a binder full of documentation like this thick. And she just goes through and like reads exactly what it says in there. But it's, uh, so in the World Economic Forum stuff, it says that um, if, the, if, if they can get those set up, well, then they can set up a social credit score with it. Which is so easy at that point. And so all the money is, you know, digitized and everything. And then if you have all the infrastructure within this 15-minute city to be able to track people, you know, by facial recognition and everything, then they can see, okay, how much have you driven a car this week? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you only get a 30-mile radius around the city kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. your carbon and footprint like, is too high. Yeah. And so, oh, you went you went over, we're going to shut your car off, or we're going to shut your credit card off now. Or your meat. Yeah. You can't buy meat yeah. now because of the carbon emissions that happen from that cow. Well, the, gro the grocery stores are within the smart city, uh -huh. so then they know exactly what items you buy at the grocery store, and so then they can, yeah, exactly, yeah. they can say, and they're even starting to implement this. There's European cities, there's probably some in the United States too, where they, um, you have to scan a barcode or like a, a QR code to get in, and then when you go in, they don't, they don't take cash or credit cards or anything. Yeah. There's a specific app that has a, a currency a special currency on it and that's the only way that you can buy stuff in that store which so is they're probably already leaks. they're already rolling it out in some of these places mm. like did you see the the video of the guy that is like trying to pay with change at that he's yeah. like i think it was in england maybe or something and he's like okay i'm buying the strawberries they're However many, like $3.62 puts his chain on, change on the table. I want everybody to know that I paid for these. And then he starts to like walk out and the workers are like, no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. He jumps over there. It's gated. So you scan to get in, you scan to get out. He like jumps out over, oh, jumps over it, keeps on walking. But they wouldn't even let him pay with, with real money. Which is It has to be illegal. through the app. Yeah. It's legal tender. You have to accept that. He even said that. He's like, I'm using legal tender, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so yeah. so that's the premise is, hey, this is something that's really cool. It would make your city really efficient because, you know, your police, you know, you could have less police officers because you can, you know, monitor people and yada, 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 all these things. It'll be really efficient. But the bigger scheme is get everyone on that social score that's yeah. crazy and then and then track where everybody's traveling to and you get x amount of you know carbon footprints or whatever it is this sounds like and Satan's that's the, plan. and that's yeah it's control i mean yeah. that's all it is it's control let's make them be obedient mm -hmm. okay satan <laughs> yeah and it's all it's all laid out like which is the weird thing too like People, you know, if you had took that to somebody, said, check this out, they'd probably be like, oh, you conspiracy theorists, whatever. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. No, it's documented and written. And implemented and, in, in spots. And getting implemented. So, yeah. yeah, so our town is on a list of 
participating cities, but I think it wasn't a very big. I saw the list. You showed yeah. it to me. It wasn't very long. There's maybe fifty or a hundred total. And I'm, I'm sure what happened was like, "Hey, come to our conference. We'll show you how cool this is and how this could help your city." They don't say where it's going. They just say, yeah. "Hey, you know, like there's grants where you can get monitoring equipment and stuff to help your traffic flow, and you know, it probably gets sold one way." And it, it may be those people putting it on genuinely think that's all it is, but there yeah. is a bigger conspiracy mm. out there. Yeah. I have a, we have a friend and we love her. Like she's amazing, but she always kind of wants to question things, which I really appreciate about her. So I brought that up with her cause she's pretty plugged into different things around here. And uh, she's like, you're getting all up in arms over a conference. I'm like, you are dang right. I'm getting up in arms mm-hmm. about a conference because that's where it begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get a bunch of people on board with some really good salespeople, which you know these are the best in the world. Yeah, that smart city sounds pretty good. Until you can only get basic necessities, which to them are white bread, sugary pop. Sh- yeah, white bread, sugary pop, and cricket protein. And, and, I'm and that's serious. documented yeah. too. Yeah, they want... The protein that we consume to come from insects. And, and that's like, oh, that's such a conspiracy-minded thing. It's not. That is exactly mm-hmm. what they want. The World Economic Forum has said it. Mm-hmm. They said specifically like cricket protein? Uh, yeah. Instead of cow um, or yeah, yeah. Oh, anything else? Because cows fart too much. You know, they, they put... Which is so dumb because you think of the amount... Because uh, crickets have got a fart too. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. you think about how much protein is in an ounce of cricket versus its carbon footprint. Like, yeah, it's so totally dumb. Agree. It's a trade-off. Yeah. Like, it's... I'll bet you it's probably worse. Yeah. You know, I would bet. Uh, I yeah. don't know. But well, you, you know, still have to use resources to keep crickets alive. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you have cricket farms. Mm-hmm. Then what are we doing with cricket farms? Do we use... Do we use electric vehicles? Because those still need to run on coal. Right. Or are we using tractors, which are going to emit CO2? Still got to use resources. No. That's what I don't get. Like, that seems very common sense to yeah. me. But these, I just, they're not common sense, know. though. The thing is, they're good people. I'm not saying the World Economic Forum's good people. They're not. They've chosen from the scum of the earth. But our, our politicians that we know locally... They're good people. They want the best for the people. But in wanting the best for the people, I think many times very bad things are chosen. I don't yeah. even know if I'd go that far. <laughs> yeah, well. I think I think from personal experience, from what I've seen, local leaders, they are good people, but they at the end of the day, they want what's best for them and their friends and family. Yeah. Which a lot of times is in the best interest of the community, but not always. I hope people have gone out today and voted for Rob Woodall. Yeah, so, that was a good interview. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was really fun talking to him. I he, like the. Uh, I like his message of, um, you know, being a representative and from the viewpoint of a business. Absolutely. Owner. You know, that's the. I think that. And you know, we've all talked about this a lot. That's what gets me. Like I just don't understand how we have some of these things that like, it's not even a business mindset not in government, even close. you know, like the, you guys talked about the recreation center. Yeah. It's like, well, if that can cash flow, 
somebody would be a private individual would be in here wanting to put one in. Yep. Be, you know, like I guarantee you that there's people looking at those businesses or, you know, looking at those areas, look yeah. at Starbucks. Yep. Starbucks knew exactly what our population was as soon as it hit that threshold where they've done their research and seen where they can be successful. Boom. They put yep. in a Starbucks, you know, like entrepreneurs know this stuff. Yeah. Whereas with the, the mentality is with the city, Oh, well, yeah, it cash flows. We get this much from tax dollars. And then we get a little bit over here from charging entrance fees. So, yeah, it cash flows every year because we just raise everybody's taxes. Yeah. No, that's not cash flow. Yeah. Well, and one thing I pushed back a little bit is when he mentioned grants. Because grants always have something tied to them. Yeah. So, you know, we need to be looking for grant money. Well, Rexburg has grant writers that are full-time employees. Mm -hmm. Just one, but yeah. Okay. Well, those grants are always tied to something. So, <clears throat> well, something interesting. Uh, we know a, a pretty decent-sized construction guy here in Rexburg. Mm-hmm. He stopped doing work for the city because he started to notice that they would bid something out, and he would know from the very beginning that they didn't have the money to finish the project. They mm-hmm. only had enough from the grant to start the project. Well, then you have to figure out how to get more money. So you got to search for more grants or you have to raise taxes. And they were doing insane things like building cat hotels. Like here? stupid crap. Yeah. Here? Yeah. Where's the cat hotel? Where's this cat hotel? I think it's at the pet shelter. Really? And they didn't. I, I'm just, I'm just mm. I could mm. be wrong. Let's say I'm wrong here and I'm just talking out my butt. But um, they were building this cat like cat hotel site type of thing, ran out of money, and they were like, well, just do it anyways. Even though we ran out of grant money, just keep doing it, and we'll figure out where to get the money from someone else, from somewhere else, which is someone else. Mm-hmm. And then they never paid him? or Oh, no, he got, he got paid. He got yeah. paid? I mean, they, that's probably one good thing about where we live. I think people are pretty yeah. good about, hey, if you mm-hmm. contract this out. But it's at the expense of the taxpayer at that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, one, we're doing something we didn't need. But we got three quarters of the money from a grant to do it. Now we don't have the money to finish it. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to increase cash flow. Well, government shouldn't be talking about cash flow. How do you increase cash flow? By increasing taxes. Yeah. It's but not cash flow. It's not cash flow. I mean, it flows like cash flow does, but yeah. it's not cash flow. Yeah. yeah. That's the other weird thing is Rexburg is super well, well off. Like they've done investments and they've done super well. But instead of using that money like today to make Rexburg better, they're just sitting on millions and millions of dollars, which is, I think, unusual for most uh, city governments. I don't know what that's all about, but well, actually, I do. It makes makes their job really easy to say, hey, we're doing a good job. But every year they have they have to spend money because they have so much hoarded away that they and it's like mm-hmm. they're silly. They, they should start using some more of that money in to help Rexburg right now, I think. Well, and I'm fine with. Well, so I'm... How how much are you going to hoard, though? Yeah, so I'm kind of split on that. Part of me says government shouldn't be investing money, you know? Like, you should be... Whatever you bring in, you should be putting out. But part of me, too, thinks... It's like the church, too, right? Like, okay, the church ought to be spending all that. But I do think maybe it's, it's good to be prudent and putting some of that away. But like you said, okay, well, instead of raising taxes, let's do that and then we can 
pile a little bit more away, you know, yeah. and then do another big project or whatever. Mm. That's what we have to all do in our houses. Yeah. yeah. Like why we can't just go next door and be like, hey, we, uh, we're raising your taxes because <laughs> we want to put in a swimming pool or whatever. Yeah. It's like, cool, use some of that money you have. Well, we want to hold on to that just in case. Well, yeah. Yeah. now's a good time to use it so you don't have to ask me for more money. Yeah. One thing I really appreciated about Rob and, and uh, his idea is increase the tax base. But don't increase taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, let's make it bigger. Now, I love a small town, but we're also business owners. We know what more people are going to do. And I do understand that some taxes might be necessary. Mm-hmm. So let's find a middle ground, which we've gone far past the middle ground at this point. We would need a complete revamp of the entire financial system to make this happen. But let's say we find a middle ground. Yeah, that's not raising my taxes anymore because by the time we talk income tax and property tax and sales tax and electric car tax and all this crap, mm-hmm. I'm taxed 70%. Yeah. I mean, we all are. Yeah. You know, even, even if you're in the lowest tax bracket and you get stimulus money put back in, you didn't get crap. You're still, yeah. You didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. By the time we talk about all of the registration fees and all of the taxes and then impact fees. So insane. So crazy that if I just want to build another building across the parking lot right here, I know I'm looking at at least 60 grand in impact fees. It's crazy. So now you take a half a million dollar project and you add 20% to it Mm -hmm. to get your, your impact fees. Mm -hmm. Well, and you look at even the tax base, you know, he talked about increasing the tax base. Well, we have, yeah. Right. I mean, look at the taxes. Look at what our tax base was five years ago versus today. You have all of these houses that have gone up in value by 30% or whatever it is. So our taxes have all gone up by 30% because of the value of our houses. Plus, there's new houses that have been built. Yeah. You know, because of all these people moving in. So, where did that money all go? Right. If we have a third more tax revenue from five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like where our taxes are, our tax base is naturally building anyway. Maybe tax base isn't the right term, Yeah. but our income from taxes as a county in a city is naturally been going up big time anyway, just because of what the real estate market's done. Yeah. So like, where's, where's that money at? Yeah. You well, know? I heard and, the gr- and it's not like we're spending more money on, roads or anything you know or stoplights like off freeway exits just trying to get yeah. here today it's like it blows me away that 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 stoplight hasn't gone in and i already know the answer well it's a state you know it's a state road well great work with the state figure it out i'm pretty sure you could work with the state better than they haven't answered our emails well yeah it's like we'll figure it out what do we pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year to do yeah. if you're not doing that it drives me crazy it's nuts yeah it really is this is a very depressing I think, topic. I think, Sorry. I think, no, <laughs> hopefully he gets in there. I, I agree. I think, you know, because I be, think he's, was he for mayor or for well, city council? For city council. Okay. Yeah. I think he would be uh, a very welcomed member, not by them, but by the community. Yeah. He, he'll do a very good job. Yeah. It'd be nice to see some opposing votes rather than five, four, and zero against it, well, everything. Dude, when I went and voted today, it said at the top how many people had voted in that, in that. Uh, location it was like 63 so the last time that there i can't even vote right because i'm outside of i'm not a rexburgian technically which is weird but then they can go over and do whatever in my area yeah 
You're not in the bound. Well, I guess you won't mm-hmm. quite be in there yet. Yeah, you will be someday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they've already, they bit off. I, I don't know, dude, the people, every time Rexburg tries to touch that area, they all go around with little pamphlets and like they, there might be an uprising if they take over more of Salem. It'd be interesting. But. So I think that, uh, the last time we had a school bond in Madison County, I think it was like 1200 people voted. So that's insane. That just goes to show you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, right back on the people that didn't want that school bond to happen, though. You should have got out and voted. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we know school bonds are not going to end. It's oh, just no. going to become more and more and more. And as public education keeps shifting to where it's shifting and people aren't putting their kids in private schools. I used to be all for kind of, not all for, but for good spending, you yeah. know, with a school district and stuff. Yeah. I'm past that point. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, no, nope, the NFL sorry. lights that went in? Sorry. Is that what did it for you? Well, just in general, you know, it's like uh, we have this fallacy in Idaho that we need to put, we need to be spending X amount of money on per kid. And it just, I see kids in schools that they aren't getting near that amount of money and they do great. Yeah. You yeah. know, they do so much better. Yeah, and so going or homeschool to for half the time. Yeah, or even or even homeschool. Yeah. You know, and so I'm like, man, we've got some major issues in our education problem, and it's not money. Yeah, and that's but that's what all the politicians say is, yeah. well, we need to spend more money. Well, we saw that at a local level. It's it things are solved with money. Things are solved, and I'm like, mm, uh, no. no, like you're saying that because you're in a position where if you say. Yep, sorry, we spent our budget this year. I need more money next year, which also means I'm going to give myself a raise next year. Yeah. It's a problem. Um, I heard about this local election somewhere around the place (laughs) where the mayor and city council voted themselves a raise in a a specially called meeting that was like at 8.30 in the morning on a Monday Hmm. when everybody's getting their kids off to school or they're going to work. And what happened? Unanimous. Vote across the board to raise their salaries. Hmm. Then you try to go find those notes online. Very difficult to find. Hmm. Like, Do well, they exist online, though? Were you able uh, to find them? I had someone show you, show me and you know, texted it over, and I, I ended up finding it. I had found it, but the document was blurry. Blurry enough that I couldn't read it. Wow. And I was like, this is very convenient. Mm-hmm. Very convenient that that document cannot be read by the people mm-hmm. who voted you in so that you could get more money. I wonder what their percentage of raise is over X amount of time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is it, does it, is it close to what this, you know, what a normal salary increase would be over an amount of time? Or is it more or less? Or, you know, I don't know. I believe this was an eight, an 8% raise. <clears throat> hmm. So, I don't know. There's not very many 8% raises in regular work. Per no, year. and I also feel that from a business owner's standpoint, if they're going to get a, a, an 8% raise in their salary, I better be getting an 8% cut in my property taxes. Yeah. So, But the problem is those contradict each other, so exactly. it won't ever happen. Yeah. The uh, elite become more elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's very interesting. Yeah. What's a happier subject that we can finish this on? <laughs> We've been going an hour and 10 minutes. We're talking to you guys. Dang. It just goes so fast. Hmm. Hmm. 
I mean, do you go back to pyramids? Did I tell you that there's a guy, there's a new YouTube channel on pyramids, and it was really interesting? He was saying that the pyramids were ancient power plants, and then he was a chemical engineer and walked through how it could work. Hmm. He was like, wow. it was super interesting because he's like, uh, I, it was a while ago that I watched it, but it was something about he, they would push uh, maybe manure into the lower levels of the pyramid, and the methane would build up. And apparently when methane burns, it doesn't leave any black, you know, anything there. Mm. And uh, it was super interesting because he's like, you know, if if an advanced civilization wanted to do something of this scale, it'd have to be important. What's more important than power? And so he's like, I think there were methane uh, factories. And he had this whole thing mapped out about how it all worked. And that something at some point went horribly wrong because all the interior chambers are bowed out a little bit. If there was an explosion there, Ooh, I was like, that's, that's cool. pretty interesting. Hmm. They found ancient batteries that yeah. still hold a charge today. Yeah, those, the one really? in pots. Yeah, yeah. if you look Copper up rod like, and... ancient batteries that have been found, it's crazy. There's like acid in them. They're like lead acid batteries, yeah. like a, a lead rod and acid. Yeah. Like we didn't discover that till what, the 1800s? And they always say, it's like, oh, well, they just did it as like a party trick. And you're like, yeah. really? They invented electricity? and the Baghdad battery? That's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That stuff is so interesting. And have you seen like all the tool marks left on all the ancient pyramid blocks? Yeah. There's those and saw marks that went past and all that stuff. Saw marks and then also... Oh, the uh, tube drills. Yeah, tube drills. And you're like, you cannot do that. Yeah. I mean, historically speaking, you yeah. cannot do that. They built those with hand tools and... With they, copper. They chipped it with harder rocks than that rock. Yeah. No, I don't think so. And it's super interesting when you look at, like, um, some of the, uh, I don't know what they call them, like, the mini sphinx, you know, that are, like, in the uh, ancient tombs or whatever. The, the black ones, have you seen those? No. I don't know what rock it's made out of, but it's super, super hard. Um, and it's those perfect, um, like, they're, they're perfect. Uh, they look at them side by side, and the left side matches the right side perfectly. Oh, and yeah, the polished. proportions. Yeah, everything's perfect on it, and they're polished and smooth. And then you see the hieroglyphics on it, and they're chiseled in, and they're not polished. And I just thought that was so interesting. I'm like, you have these perfect things, and then there's basically vandalism on them. And it's like, oh, the Egyptians did it. And you're like, why does everything that the Egyptians touch look worse than what you know was originally done? It's, I don't know. It's super interesting. Like there's one of a, a lion, and it's like you could see the ribs on the you know whatever rock it was. And then you see these really crude hieroglyphics on it. And you're like, that just doesn't match up. It's, hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. They found the ancient civilization and they're like, hey, let's make people think this was us. I mean, I, I would do it. If, yeah. if you were that guy and you're like, people are going to remember me forever because they think I did all this stuff. I mean, why wouldn't you? And come to sweet. find out, we don't even know how to actually translate hieroglyphics. So We don't? No, I don't know. I'm just oh. saying come to find like if. I would imagine at some point, if we ever figure it all out, we'll be like, hmm. Like we said earlier, history is very different than the history that we know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, apparently, if you go to visit Egypt, they're like crazy strict about what things that you can even take pictures of. Yeah. They don't let you take pictures or drones or anything like that. And you're like, it seems like they're hiding something. They know more than they let on. Absolutely. And just recently, they did those, uh, the camera into one of the um chambers do you see that mm -mm. they had a little crawler there's like those little chambers you know that are only like a foot wide they sent a robot down and apparently uh 
uh, I don't know, they were hiding some of the video from it and then they re-released it and stuff just looks sketchy. So mm. they know more than they, they let out. It, Teo Tiwakana was like early 90s, or sorry, late 90s, early 2000s. They sent one of those little things in, but it was before good video could mm-hmm. come back. And it was like a sonogram type of thing. It was sending out sound waves. And they're like, we'll have the data in a few years. Like a few years? <laughs> it doesn't take that long to send a little rover in there. You yeah. can compile your data. What are you compiling? Like, maybe you found out something you don't want us to know. That's the crazy thing. What could possibly be so... Uh, controversial that they don't want us to know. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's a good argument. It's so, in- I don't know, it's so bizarre that, well, same, I don't know if it's same with power the, or I don't know what same it is. Same with the alien thing, though. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like hiding that. Yeah. It's like, just let us know. You know I believed I, fully in aliens and that we had abducted, not abducted, we had taken hold recovered. of craft, yeah, recovered craft and aliens and all of that. Until the Pentagon came out and said, it's real. yeah, aliens are real. I'm like, nah, it was the government the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Definitely discredits it. Totally. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. The ancient Egyptians had spaceships and we recovered them and we reverse engineered them. Or something now. came and built the pyramids for, you know, and taught them or whatever. I don't know. You know, you hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just I, think about what we would do. Like if we went to another planet and we saw these like poor primitive things, we'd be like, uh, we can't stay for that long, but we'll help them out. We'll we'll give them a, you know, we'll help them out a little bit, and we'll build the pyramids, and we'll go. I don't know. That's what I imagine a super advanced, benevolent, you know, yeah. alien would do. Well, the Book of Enoch, kind of, you know, it's not non-canonical because it's part of the Apocrypha, but and it's just only like that because the Catholic Church didn't want to let it in. Uh-huh. And that's the whole Council of Nicaea and all that stuff, which I think it went deeper than the Council of Nicaea, but the fallen angels that come here and they mate with humans and they teach us how to do heavenly things. And you're like, Oh, if you watch ancient aliens, the, the history channel series, and you just replace alien with angel, you're like, Oh, well that crap. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, everything in there, replace alien with angel. And you're like, Oh, I think hmm. the Bible's correct. Yeah. That's wild. And maybe it's older it's than translated correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen the thing about uh, how octopus or, or octopi are apparently aliens that got left here? Have you I heard have. about that? Yeah. Mm-mm. So it, they are alien. They're Look super at them. weird and they're super intelligent. And uh, there's no history of them like evolving. They just like showed up one day, which mm. I think is super interesting. But I imagine it would be hard to have a fossil of an octopus because they're so squishy. But yeah. They decompose. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, they're crazy. Have you ever held one? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's, it's scary. But it's insane. Even like, little it has tiny a ones. You're like, this is going to kill me. Yeah. Because they yeah. Like, crawl up your arm and... Well, they have that little poker thing. You, know? you can it's feel like, it. They, well, I, I've never felt the poker, which I'm glad that I'm not. <laughs> but the, their arms, you know, like it's sucking onto you as it's moving up you. And then you know that if you make it mad somehow, it has that little spike that goes down and like injects poison into you. Is it poisonous? I, I, think, I think some are. Maybe. Hmm. Let's check it out here. Yeah. Those things are just insane. And like... Could definitely be some alien dropped off the ship and they forgot to pick it up and they left. <laughs> it just happened to do pat. well. There's a pat. <laughs> you had one job, Steve. But apparently octopus are like uh, all over the world in um, ancient uh, uh, carvings. Hmm. There's a lot of uh, on octopus, which I think is interesting. Hang on, I need to not talk anymore. Contrary to popular belief, octopus are not poisonous. They cannot poison humans. However, 
all octopuses are venomous. Oh, crap. What do we believe? What's the difference? They contradict themselves Ven- in the same sentence. Venom and poison is different? I guess. In fact, researchers recently discovered that all octopuses cuttlefish. Do they cuddle? And some species of squid are venomous, and they share common venomous ancestors. Hmm. Hmm. And this is from National Geographic, so it's got to be true. I got poked by a stingray one time. Ooh, and that's it brutal. So bad, because it has venom that it can put in you. Did someone pee on you afterwards? And uh, <laughs> no, we didn't do that. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And. Uh, Cause it's just like whips anyway, you, right? And we looked it up. I don't. It, so we, I was at. We were down in Cancun, maybe. But I was just out in the ocean, and then I was walking up the beach. But it was kind of where the waves were coming in, and the muddy, the water's just a little bit muddy, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I stepped down and felt something sharp. It's like, ow, you know, like really sharp, like it yeah. hurt. Yeah. And. Uh, I didn't know if it was like a rock or something, but then once the the venom or whatever started engulfing my foot, and you could oh. see a little a little cut, then I knew that's what it was. And anyway, it hurt so bad. Hmm. Like we called medical personnel oh, down. Yeah. There was some uh, there was some medics from like they do. It was for a it was for a business event. And so they must have hired these medics from Arizona, okay. but they, they do like, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, contract with a business or whatever hmm. to go with them. And those guys didn't know what to do. Steve pee it. on his leg. Anyway. But so then we read to go up and put it in hot water. Okay. And so I did that. I went up and sat in the tub for the rest of the day. Cause if I took it out, it would hurt. Really? But it like, I guess the hot water. Um, makes it so your body can break down the venom or something mm. like that, but it hurts so bad. Like seriously, like if somebody's like, "Hey, I can amputate your foot right now," great, do it right now. It hurt that bad. Mm. Maybe I'm just a wuss. Dude. No, There's probably people out there that are like, "Man, what a wuss." We went to a, a surfing retreat, and they said, "Until you can swim, you need to shuffle your feet in the sand because mm. then you're not going to step on one that you know mm-hmm. gets a little flipper up and gets you. Mm-hmm. So you shuffle in the sand and then they'll swim away until you can swim to not touch the ground anymore." Hmm. Yeah. yeah, after seeing that, I was like, or after feeling that, like, yeah, it was bad. Oh, that's but how then Steve I did see some, and then yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was a big one. These ones. So then, like the next day, we were going out fishing, and the boat picked us up right there, kind of by that beach. And as we were walking out, you could see some in the, in the water. So they were only like this big. Yeah, they were just little, just cute, little, cute little guys. Yeah, mm. I was like, I want to. I want one. I want to catch each again. <laughs> rip your guts out. Oh yeah, after that, <laughs> before they. Oh, these are so cute. <laughs> But so big ones can kill you because obviously they killed. Well, I think it was like it went a through crazy his heart. freak thing. Right? It went through his heart. It yeah. pierced his heart. What? Yeah, but it wasn't he... the poison. It pierced his heart. Yeah, pretty sure. That sucks. What a way to go! I man. Think it went right through. through him. Well, pretty much people have died. However, you can think people fishing that the fish has gone down into their lungs, like, like I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Really? Look it up. Yeah. So. These are little fish or whatever, and some freak accident happens where the fish pops in their mouth and like, and then poop down into their lungs and they die. <laughs> I'm serious. So it says the stingray's barb pierced his chest, penetrating his thoracic wall and heart. Yeah, that's brutal. That's crazy. Yeah, I was. I've never heard of the fish thing. So I, uh, I actually breathed in. 
what's that called? I can't think of the term right now. Um, I aspirated. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I aspirated. You sound like a paramedic. A spaghetti noodle <laughs> that was like four <laughs> inches long just a couple of weeks ago. And it hurt. Like yeah. I could feel it down in there, but then it eventually just. Does it break down and then just. Yeah. It must've just been, it absorbed it or whatever and huh. broke it down. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, I went fishing uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was a freak thing where I was going to cast, and right when I went to cast, my pole disconnected, and it caused the hook to come down oh. on my arm. And I've been hooked, you know, when you're fishing, you get hooked all the time a little bit, you just pull it out. Mm-hmm. And that, I, that's what I thought, I could just pull it out real quick, and I was by myself, too. Oh, it's barbed. And it went barbed, and it went in far enough that I couldn't back it out, and I was like, oh. Man, I got to push it all the way through. That's when oh, I realized how hard it is. Pinch the barb, and then yeah, I couldn't get it back through. I was pulling as hard as I could, trying to get it back through the other side. I couldn't get it through. Eventually, I you have to like push your skin through it, pinch the barb, and then it just came right and out. And then it but, came out. Yeah, That's it was crazy. It was cra- and it's your one arm, so you don't have your other arm That's to work true. on it. It was brutal. Roy Marcelino, a fisherman in the Philippines, died Sunday after accidentally swallowing a live tilapia that he'd caught <laughs> while fishing. He was 49, and his 11-year-old son had gone diving for fish in the Piliwan River, a town of Bugasong. (laughs) He usually put the fish that he caught in his mouth so they wouldn't escape while he tried to catch more, she told the newspaper. Her husband likely accidentally swallowed the fish while it was rapidly thrashing around and trying to escape. He died. So I had thought that he inhaled it into his lungs. Hmm. My father-in-law accidentally inhaled. Tilapia. Yeah. It'd have to be a small tilapia. Yeah. I mean, most of, usually you think of them being a little bigger, but yeah. anyway, what'd you say your father I mean, they all have to start out as babies. That's true. Um, my father-in-law, <laughs> we were at his house once and he was taking some ibuprofen and he goes to like kind of throw it in his mouth. You know, you kind of like put it in and he inhaled it at the same time and it messed him up. Really? Like it went down in, he got uh, some pneumonia from it like and the doctor said there's nothing we can do about this you just have to let it dissolve and absorb and it's going to be painful Mm. and i'm sorry Mm. you're like that's crazy Mm. that is crazy i could feel that that noodle i could feel like sharp chest pain right here for like a day or two i think i think it was rob that worked with us at the fire department yeah i i had a we had to confirm this with him but it seems like I remember him saying that his daughter had aspirated a push pin. Oh, no. And it went down, and I think it was like pointer side up, and it went down and got stuck like in one of her bronchioles, yeah. I guess is what it would be, right? And they went down and pulled it out. Wow. Because it was like while we were working, he's like, well, I went to the ER with my daughter. I think, I, I think we'll have to... If you ever see Rob, ask him, I guess, yeah. and confirm that. Maybe I'm making it up. Yeah, that'd be a weird sure. text message, but... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I heard. <laughs> yeah, right. No. She, it just came crazy. up in conversation. Crazy. I never even thought that'd be possible, but I guess yeah. it's possible. Do you remember that TV show, A Thousand Ways to Die? I don't remember that one. It's a great TV show. You remember the show, I Shouldn't Be Alive? You ever watch that one? No. Mm-mm. No? That was another good one. Mm. Just all these stories about people going hiking and getting lost for like two weeks and they come out they like hunted while they're out there and stuff to stay alive and then basically got abducted by aliens yeah um so real quick you want to talk about uh an interesting thing there's a youtube channel and it's like really like way way out there and uh 
but some of the stuff I, I research and I'm, I'm pretty sure this channel, what it does is it has like truths that it wants to get out, but it'll get shadow banned. So it puts out a bunch of weird stuff, but then every once in a while the things are true. And one of the things that, I, that they were talking about, have you heard of the sky stone? No. So there, there's these blue rocks that they found hmm. and they don't know what they are or how they formed, but they're like 78% oxygen. Hmm. And you're like, talk about ancient technology or something. You can't tell yeah. me that that wasn't used for underwater diving. So they needed to go underwater diving. They needed a lot of time. So they developed the sky stone and you break chunks off of it and you'd eat it. Inhale it. You'd inha yeah, you'd you'd inhale it. it. <laughs> kind of like you're eating an ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah, and right. It's just crazy. I feel like there's all these things out there that no one talks about. Like there's a stone made out of oxygen that no one talks about like that's yeah. that's crazy yeah and if we don't know how that formed like maybe we should look into that maybe that could be an energy source or maybe if you look into it you'll get shot and never heard from again hmm. do you remember greg at the fire department yeah. oh yeah he was a geologist yeah and we brought up it's called like the godstone or something mm -hmm. and it's the oldest like I'm trying to remember what that's what the real name is for it um he was crazy he'd know all the mm-hmm he'd tell tell us all about it dude this is why we don't have any good information on the internet i type that in it says what is the godstone in pokemon <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem everybody talk about things that matter dude i hate when my but i don't like when my kid's like oh dad i got this in pokemon and this and that i'm like that's fake <laughs> it's so fake like someone made that up and you're so excited about it like make up your own thing if people are going to believe this crap make it up i mean you know design a game what if our whole reality is fake well it is yeah it's yeah. just a simulation you believe we live in a simulation right? oh yeah i yeah, do for, for sure. sure like well, the speed of light neil a maxwell like he's got talks where he's like this isn't even reality like reality is spiritual realm is reality yeah. hmm. so like this isn't even real which makes sense you can only see so far until it's rendered you know, it's like a video game. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's super interesting once you get into like quantum entanglement. Have you heard about mm -hmm. that? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So think about if every particle of you is quantum entangled with something else. Maybe it's just like a data center, but it has everything in our whole universe quantum entangled. And then it could track everything that way. So it doesn't really affect us, but it could at any time because it has the power to mess with quantum entanglement. Those initial studies on entanglement were so crazy. So they were taking uh, uh, veterans that had probably, like, it wasn't called PTSD at the time, but definitely had some PTSD, and they would somehow extract their DNA, and they started just, like, in the next room, and they would show them images, like, happy images, and then they'd show them images from the war, mm -hmm. and how their DNA reacted, I don't know how this all works, but how their DNA would react, would react the exact same way in the other room. So they're like, hey, let's take it to the next room. They take it over, same thing happens. So they take it a mile away, same thing happens. Next city over. And then until they get in other countries and on different continents, and it's still reacting the exact same. Yeah, at the same exact time at too, right? At the same exact time. Yeah. Well, have you heard of like the distance viewing? Okay. Like, because the CIA totally did a program with yeah. that. Well, like, the, it's, it's, it's proven. The... Institute, the Monroe Institute. Yeah, they're still yeah. doing it yeah. today. Do you Absolutely. listen to that Sean Ryan episode? Yeah. The remote viewer. Way cool. We can. It's proven that 
when they start showing images to people and they're giving them like a positive or negative, mm -hmm. like ugly or cute sort of thing, and then they start shortening the distances. So the, they'll like flash an image of an ugly cat and you'll be like ugly or one of a cute cat, cute. They start doing that and they are shortening the amount of time until they got to where they would tell the person now and they'd say cute. And it was like 98% of the time they were right. Mm -hmm. So they can see in see the, future. the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's weird stuff. And it sounds insane until you realize the government spent billions of dollars doing these programs. Yeah. Like the MK Ultra. MK yeah. Ultra. yeah. Well, this, this distance viewing, I can't remember what they call it. Um, yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, like so they started, remote viewing. yeah, remote yeah. viewing, whatever they, they started it like in the cold war because they had heard that the Russians were doing it. And so they're like, Oh crap, we got to look into this too. Well, they would pull in and I don't think it would be, I think it got to the point where they could train anybody to do it, but they would like, I heard a, one of the guys that I think he was working for the CIA was able they said, hey, there's something in this area that we think is important, but we don't really know what it is. So he would be able to go there in his mind and, like, explain what it was. And then they'd say, oh, yeah, well, there's a building that we need you to go into. So we'd go into that building. Oh, yeah, we're looking for a specific room with file cabinets in it. So he would go in there, open the file cabinet, and f find papers that they need. Supposedly, yeah, like that was well, one of the things. The Monroe Instant Institute, Monroe Institute to this day, you can go there and they'll test you to see your remote viewing capabilities so that they can use you in studies. I, I don't know, I think it there has to be somewhere in the past where aliens came and tweaked us a little a bit. Angels, I but mean, yeah, angels, okay, yeah, but like it, it's so bizarre, all this stuff, and then like. It's weird that humans aren't very good at living on Earth. Have you thought about that? Have you heard about that? It's like every other animal on Earth is perfectly fine being naked and they can survive and they don't get sunburnt. But humans, like, their backs hurt. They don't have any defense against the sun. And it's like, it seems like we're not very well equipped to live on Earth. Isn't Maybe that weird? it's just because we think that we, are, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, I think, I think some of that is just has to do with the divine uh -huh. in us, right? That we yeah. can see stuff. Like, I totally think that we can we can manifest what we do, too. Like, you totally know, like, agree. if we want something, like, pff, we've had stuff happen in the last year that I was, like, there is no way. But that, like, even when I was trying to manifest it, I was like, there's no way that this is going to happen. Yeah. It happened better than I thought it was going to happen. That's awesome. You know, like, and that happens over and over again. You guys probably have the same thing. Well, you it's know, funny. Like, we talked about, um, I think we talked about manifesting a while did. ago. We gave you an assignment. And I was supposed to manifest $100,000. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you know how much our investor invested in Dispaz? $100,000. $100, that's awesome. You're like, that's insane. It was the exact number. And I didn't personally get the 100000 but again, it's weird that it was the same number that we talked about on the podcast. Yeah. So I've heard of guys, um, like in trading, like it's, as I've been learning, trading is mostly psycho psychological. Yeah. Like, and uh, so I've listened to a lot. There's a author, 
and he was a coach, trading coach. His name's Mark Douglas, and <clears throat> really good. But his stuff's all psychology, and he said that when guys would really, you know, be focused on manifesting what they want and all these things, like they could, even though, even if you're um, a good trader, there's a lot of randomness to that. Yeah, you know, so a lot of traders will say, "Well, I don't really want to put." a dollar amount on it because what if the market doesn't do what I need it to do to make that dollar amount, right? Yeah. Like there's still some randomness. Well, he would get like with his coaching and just get traders kind of, you know, working on their psychology and everything. Like he would get guys that would be able to manifest how much they would make in a week, you know? And some of them, it freaked them out so much that they didn't do it anymore just because they were freaked about it. Yeah. Um, you know, like totally, a totally random market and they still were getting that number you know mm. i don't know i just think that i think there's yeah i, I don't know. believe we are very very powerful we have very powerful minds yeah yeah i don't know so yeah i figured out how much money i want to make now and i, I mean might as well just throw it out there it worked last time <laughs> no but if you make i'm like I heard I was watching football and these football players, the quarterbacks, they get two hundred fifty million dollars a year to play football. It's crazy. I'm like, okay, if they can make that kind of money, I want to make one million dollars. Oh yeah, four thousand yeah. dollars a day. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, four thousand dollars a day for two hundred and fifty days a year, you have a million bucks. I'm like, yeah. all right. So we'll see what happens with this next business. Um, we're getting close to, to launching and I'm going to start calling people, but I've worked it all out. How many phone calls I have to make and the percentages I have to close to hit. Now I'm like, percentages as in customers or investors. So I have, I, I made a list of customers that I'm going to call for the service. Yeah. And I just, I wrote down how many people I have to call a day and then how many of those I have to close a day to get $4,000 a day. Yeah. So we're just going to, we're going to do it, I guess. Well, you're doing it it's right awesome. as well. You you have your end goal, and now you're working backwards. Yeah. And that's important. And that's the, the interesting thing is, like, when I wanted to make $100,000, it was really vague. But I shouldn't have – I really shouldn't have done spas because um, you look at the numbers, and it's like we can never make the kind of money that I want to make. It's awesome. It's self-sustaining, and it, it, I get a little bit of money for doing nothing now. But it doesn't make the kind of money that I want to make, so I shouldn't have even bothered with it. So now it's like, now I have a plan to make that kind of money. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. Like, you you have to take action, though, and work along. Like, just like you're saying. Because, like, some people will be like, oh, well, if I manifest it, I'll just sit on the couch and manifest yeah. it. And off it'll come. No, that's not the way that works. Like, you got to manifest it. And then you got to start. And you never would have known that that wasn't the right business if, you know. Like, because I've thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, well, why did I work there? That didn't even align with, that wasn't even in the same realm of the money I wanted to make. Well, that didn't make any sense. But now we know that. Yeah. Right? I mean, now it's like, oh, well, I need to look at something that has a, a higher potential. Yeah. You know? And well, so it's, that's just part of it. I yeah. And it, it was good. It's not, I guess I shouldn't say I shouldn't have done it because it's been awesome. And more than anything, it's cool that I've created jobs for people in Rexburg Absolutely. and they, they make great money. Um, and then you said your wife goes there all the time and we didn't have anything in Rexburg. Hey, she goes there to, <laughs> to groom dogs, not to get groomed. But yeah. yeah. Your wife <laughs> just like, pose her off there. Like, like, <laughs> we have a monthly maybe subscription. I, maybe now. I can get my wife to go there. So it's not, it's, it's expensive for them to get their hair done. I tell you. You have some clippers there? Yeah, we do have clippers there, but Good. it's expensive to get your dog groomed. It's crazy. And 
I would bet just the way that stuff works. I would bet that somewhere down the road, a connection that you have because oh, of yeah. this business uh, will end up helping you along with the other stuff. Yeah. And you'll look back and you'll go, ah, that's why. It yeah. wasn't because of the business or the money itself. It was because I needed to be in contact with yeah. that person or I needed this circumstance or whatever. Yep. And maybe that's, it's like I said, it's been awesome. I shouldn't say that I shouldn't have done it because it's been, it's been good for the community. It's been good for us. And uh, me and my business partner have got along great. So it's good. good. And create 20 of those. Yeah. You said you don't have to do almost anything with it now. Uh, well, times that income by 20. Yeah. Cool. Now you're giving a lot of jobs to a lot of people. You're adding a lot of value to a lot of customers. And you've traded that value for a good amount of money. Yep. No, I think cool. so. Yeah, we had someone reach out. They want to franchise. I was like, yeah, we can look into that. Done. So. That can yep. do it. Franchise. That's the hard. That's. I think it's a hard. lot of people, too, look at look at a single business and they're like, Oh, see, like there's not the return there. Well, think about franchising or think about growing or whatever, you know, like there is ways to do it. Um, yeah. Just figuring out yeah. the right way. Absolutely. And I don't know if you're about to say this, something like it's hard. I don't know. Oh no. Go okay. Ahead. Maybe Go not. Ahead. Well, it might be perceived as, well, it's going to be really hard to franchise that good because if, other people aren't franchising because it's hard. I'm sure going to franchise. Yeah. Like I'll put in the work, like not for your business, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Happy to help. No. Yeah. No, it, it's awesome. And we, we probably could and will franchise in the future, but yeah, yeah, it's, we'll see what happens. We are a subscription based economy. So yep. yeah. keep it up. Yeah. I think one thing I've learned over the last, like we've had a lot of changes this last year, 2023 and 2022. But uh, this year, like, it's really hit home that, like, you get what you ask for and what you want. And, like, I, in the past, I've been like, well, I don't really know what I want. Like, do you want that business? Well, I don't know. You know, like, been kind of lukewarm. And then something clicked this year. I don't even know what it really was. But I'm like, oh, I get what I ask for. <laughs> like, I can get what I want. I just have to ask for it and, like, do what I can to work towards that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, and, and, and it just like, you know, mm. so I don't know. It's It's been an interesting shift. I do believe that we also get what we become. Yeah. So, you know, there's part of it where, hey, you know, that was crazy. $100,000 came in and I had said that on the podcast. Well, yeah, but you also became who you needed to become mm -hmm. to get that investment. Mm -hmm. So now, okay, obviously a little kid's rock climbing class just showed up because... That's funny. Yeah. Um, we can wrap this up. It soon. might not even show up. Like we've yeah. done tests before and it doesn't yeah. show up, but yeah. Um, a million dollars a year. All you need to become is the person that can make a, a million dollars a year and keep a hold of it. Like that's... Yeah. And, and look what people are doing nowadays to make a million dollars a year. Some ninja child yeah. YouTube channel mm -hmm. that annoys all the parents that watch mm -hmm. it. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and it's and not hard. Like you, and like, uh, like frequency too and vibration, yeah. like all that stuff. Like you become, you come into alignment with that stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's Nicola, all woohoo stuff, but it's, it's true yeah. nikola tesla said something along the lines of if you want to understand true religion you need to understand vibration and frequency hmm. well that's interesting like mm. that's a, back to the pyramids exactly. i mean there's a lot of a lot of uh, people out there that think that there was some vibration and frequency was the power that they and vibration and frequency are power 
Yeah. Like you oh, look absolutely. at a wavelength of electricity, yeah. vibration and frequency are the same thing. It's just being able to harness it. Radio waves are frequency. Electricity is electrons going through the air. Like if we're getting radio waves, why can we not send electricity remotely? Mm-hmm. Well, Nikola Tesla did. That's how they powered the, the, the Chicago World's Fair. Yeah. Remote mm-hmm. energy. Hmm. But then, you know. Well, the steel magnates, they were pretty plugged into the government at the time. Like Edison. Bad capitalists, mm-hmm. right? Well, bad capitalists that are working right with the government, and they go, hey, we need to make steel bigger. So how do we do that? Well, should we run electric lines? Because we got to run those all over the country, and if we're sending free energy to places, that's a big problem. Hmm. We'll think about even like... And people are like, well, you know, it's easy for people to believe electricity because it runs through a power line or whatever, you know, like you can see it. But think nowadays about cell signals. Totally. Like there's waves in this room and all around us all the time, you know, that are energy waves. Yeah. And so then you think about our thoughts. Our thoughts are no different. Like our thoughts go out in energy waves too. Yes. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's. We essentially have that same power. Um, maybe it's a different kind, and we need to know how to just, you know, harness it or whatever. But, but our brains have the power to put out energy and waves and all that kind of stuff too. Frequency. Well, on a maybe simple observation standpoint, look at the individual who's always dating someone toxic. You know, like this mm-hmm. this poor lady always has this just scumbag boyfriend. Well. That might be kind of what's being put out there or some guy that's just with some, you know, toxic lady that's very self-engulfed or whatever. Like, got to change that mind. Their frequencies are aligning. Yeah. We really do attract things. One thing that's fascinating to me is Philo T. Farnsworth coming up with the television in, in Rigby, Idaho. He was coming up with that at the same exact time that four or five other people around the world were coming up with the TV at the same time. They didn't have ways to communicate with each other. They weren't hopping on a Zoom call. They didn't know how the science was going around the country or around the world, but they were all working on it at the exact same time. Hmm. That's baffling to me. So then maybe the ancients, instead of Mexico talking with Egypt and being like, hey, how'd you do this? Will you teach it to me? Maybe it was just such great frequency levels. Like maybe what being an advanced civilization is, is knowing that, we are way more powerful than we believe we are. Like that brain is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And if people are remote viewing, then why aren't the the people who built Teotihuacan just watching over there and they're like, hey, this is how they're building those pyramids. Let's, or, just, let's do it the same. Yeah, or they get the yeah. frequency at the same time, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Like we, me and my wife have like... When we come up with a business idea, and we've talked about this too, like jump, like yeah, okay, we if if it's something we really like, we have to do it now, because if we don't, somebody else will within a year, yeah. and it always happens, yeah, like without a doubt. So, which is kind of cool though, because then you can be selective. You can be like, oh well, do I do I really want to do that business? No, okay, well then I'll wait for the next one. Like you know, opportunities just absolutely come and go, and opportunities uh, but all we've around. always seen that, like oh that would be such a good whatever store. That would be cool to do. It happens, you know, like it's pretty, it's, it's crazy. So then it makes you wonder, is that an outside force? Yeah. Or do we all have frequency as a human family 
and we're bouncing frequencies off each other and that's how that kind of gets disseminated i don't know well that's where this deep dive into consciousness that they're all trying to figure out right now is what is consciousness well now we kind of think that it's a universal consciousness it's not like we're just conscious within ourselves it's a universal consciousness and then there's higher consciousness maybe ideas are never ours and they're coming from something with a higher level of consciousness that's pushing it down into mm. our totally menial i mean that makes sense why four people are building yeah. tvs at the same time all over the world yeah maybe pyramids yeah that's interesting or why weren't automobiles you know like if it's just a, a human coming up with a car why wasn't it done a thousand years ago yeah. Well, because that's when the system or the person or the intelligence said it was time to have cars. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But it makes you wonder, you know, why why there's a timing to things like that, you know. I don't know. Well, then we may just be unlocking those levels of consciousness as well. So, you know, there's some massive cataclysms that happen that cause the Younger Dryas uh, impact theory, you know, the impact theory and it changed the climate and everything. Well, now we have to start all over. And it's like, well, I created fire today. Well, now that you've created fire, now you can eat meat in a more bioavailable form. So you do that, you can raise your consciousness up to, oh, now we know what clothes are. And we can transport things by pulling them on sticks. Well, hey, what about a wheel? Okay, now we create the wheel. Like, that is how it happened, right? So you unlock levels. <laughs> like a simulation. It's all a simulation. Yep. <laughs> We're just in a video game. Until you get to a certain level and the government kills you if you have a good idea. That's true. <laughs> or you get translated like Enoch. Yeah. There you go. You just reach that level of consciousness where it's like, hey, you can come over now. You're good. Yep. Uh, are you looking to wrap up? Well, we've been going an hour and 48 minutes. It's up to you. I was just going to ask you real quick if you want to get into testosterone. Oh yeah, how do we? How do we? Um, how are we going to market this one exact podcast? You're going to have to split. You got to split it into two one-hour podcasts. Yeah, like maybe. Oh, like well, part A know. and part B. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Then I'd have Whatever to re-listen re to it to know exactly when. Yeah, we're where to do it. But no, let's, let's chat about it. What are, what are, we I, haven't I, talked I, for a long time, so I know. we. Maybe Usually cover all these more. things, but you know what? we haven't done it for a long time. So. Something I noticed, though, as soon as we started talking about business and consciousness and helping people and value creation, I got happier and I didn't <laughs> want to stop talking. Yeah. yeah. Like, such a better subject than that government crap that we were yeah. on. So, For sure. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it. I can't. Well, I don't anymore. I really don't. Like What? Uh, the government stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. either. I like, just, I'll see, like, honestly, like, if you look in my YouTube feed it's all either educational stuff that i'm studying or so look right there the one that comes up spiritual dive yeah so it's all like i love listening to like manifestation stuff and stuff like that hmm. because it does make you feel good yeah that one and that it makes you feel really like good. There, it makes you feel like there's something was that the mirror principle one yeah that you're a reflection of what your your reality is a reflection of your thoughts uh-huh like my <laughs> whole feed is jujitsu i just found <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> Well, here I had a Trump thing pop up, but I don't ever look at it, so I don't. Yeah. Ooh, that's the one right there. Okay, guy. great pyramid. Oh yeah, I love Have mystery history. Yeah, it's so good. But some of the th I I like to fact check all the things that he talks about because it's so wild. Some of the things that he's claiming, 
but it looks like most of the stuff what is true. It? Like I'll go mystery, and there's, mystery. oh cool. Like it seems so outlandish that I, it seems like he just is making it up, and then you go and you research it, and it's all true. Yeah, or at least most of it. Some of them have been not true, but that's the one that you thought might get shadow banned or something, and that's why they got well. I just think, stuff. Yeah, I just thought they were saying things that were so out there that it could Wait, possibly be that's true. so interesting. That that's the podcast you were talking or the. YouTube. Yeah, they know. I used to listen to that all the time. Almost any ancient thing that I say came from them. But it's mm. wild, right? Yeah. The things they claim are ridiculous, but yeah. then I research it. I'm like, well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So, um, what were we talking? Oh, yeah. Testosterone. Testosterone. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why it's like taboo to talk about your testosterone or if it's low. Not to me. I, I went and got tested. I think it was like 307. Yeah. And the doctor's like, yeah, we don't want to put you on testosterone, which no, no. I'm he like, is, he is in my unmedical opinion, which is all for me. If mine were 308, 30, 307, 307, uh-huh. I'd be finding a doctor who knows what he's doing. Well, yeah. Shouldn't it be around 500? Uh, how old are you? 33. 800. Should be at 800. You should be around 800. And so th- the one thing I've been trying to figure out, which I, I want to do this year is I've heard if you have excess body fat that your testosterone is lower. Yeah. And then there's some natural things you can do, like cold showers and eat more nuts and stuff like that. So it's like... Yeah, and there's some supplements. There's uh, Tungat Ali and Ashwagandha. Those, when they're mixed together, you can raise your testosterone maybe 50 to 75 points Yeah, with something natural. So do you think that people are overweight because they have low testosterone or they have low testosterone because they're overweight? My hypothesis on it would be that it is a never-ending loop a negative feedback loop it would be a positive feedback loop for that so we're obese and groggy because we have low testosterone and we have low testosterone because we're groggy and like i I think it's all bad so what what would you recommend to someone to raise that i don't know if i'm ready to yeah you know start taking well so i would one obviously like go find a competent doctor that really knows what they're doing Uh because i obviously can't recommend to anybody <laughs> what to do. Um, but with that thought of, I don't know if I'm ready to give myself a shot every day, uh, two times a week for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. My argument with that is in five years, is it really any different than if you start right now? So yeah. is it a little bit uncomfortable? Yeah, maybe you get used to it, but it's expensive, um, right? Um, depends on your insurance. Oh, really? Yeah. You can get it covered by some of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Insurances will definitely cover it because this is becoming they're, – they're understanding. You have higher testosterone. You have higher productivity. You have lower body fat. You're healthier as long as it's done right. You need to find someone who will do the tests, and then I would be curious on that test, what was tested? Is it free testosterone? Is it – you know, there's mm. multiple things that can be checked, and we want to be going really deep into, you know, cortisol and, and different levels there. And then putting you on enough, but not too much that you then have to have an estrogen blocker because that's some doctors are very quick to put people on testosterone, but they're also very quick to overdose them on testosterone and then have to give them an estrogen blocker because your testosterone aromatases into estrogen. Hmm. So are they doing that? Are they checking to make sure that your red blood cell count isn't so much that you need to be donating blood every two months in order to keep your red blood cell count down? Hmm. So finding someone, I got a guy. You got a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he is a great It's just crazy to medical me that practitioner. That something as important as testosterone could be so confusing for professional doctors. It seems weird to me. 
because they're well so that range that they're saying like um that that range that they want to keep you in you know so say it's 300 to 900 they want to keep people in that range well that's testing everyone from 18 year old males to 95 year old males Mm -hmm. and saying let's put it all on a spectrum well no it, it can't be because an 18 year old male is going to have a lot more testosterone than a 95 year old male so now that doesn't work anymore. We need to take someone <clears throat> in two or three years at a time, that range, and say, okay, what do you need to be? You're, you already told me, I'm so sorry, 20, hmm? 30. My, my uh, 307. Yeah. Or but you're 33. 33 yeah. Yeah, yeah, at 33, um, there is a range, and it is much higher than 308. That's all they do is a spectrum of all males? Yeah. So I was told that. I was told, oh, we we can't put you on it because and i'm like working at the fire department Mm -hmm. shift work messed up sleep (coughs) feeling groggy overweight can't exercise like i want to all the stuff and then i go to another guy and he's like oh man you are gonna feel so good on testosterone Mm. and like i didn't go on to it for some performance enhancing thing or i know that i can't compete in many sports now because that's something that i am prescribed Mm -hmm. that's okay I, I'm good. I'm not going to be a CrossFit Games athlete. But go look at all of the stuff about business owners that are getting on testosterone hmm. and how their income goes up because they feel better. They're sleeping better. They're healthier. You're going to live longer as long as it's done right. Hmm. I'd check with insurance, yeah. see, what, see what that's going to be. Even paid out of pocket, there's so many. It's a you know it's the medical industry. They're They're competing over prices now too. So even not on insurance it's not horrible and you're yeah. gonna make a million dollars next year so you don't i guess it doesn't matter how huh? <laughs> there's I, I always see things pop up that there are other supplements or even things that you can inject that they say help with that or is any of that any good uh, i'm not sure about injectables um i do know there's some definite emerging well it's not emerging it's just emerging to us now it just used to be available to mega wealthy people but peptides, mm. uh, there's really good things coming out on the peptide front um, because peptides are essentially amino acid chains. You're just uh, injecting yourself with amino acids or you're injecting yourself with something that your body already produces. Mm. So there's a compound called uh, BPC-157. That's a body protective peptide 157. I don't know if they figured it out after 157 attempts. But it is literally going in and fixing people's tendons, ligaments, muscles, and gut lining. Hmm. Like, fixes them. Not everything, right? You have a torn rotator cuff. You might not be able to get that back without surgery. Yeah. But stem cells, those are huge as far as recovery goes. Uh, Peptides are awesome. Uh, There's an injectable. It's called L-carnitine. And that is also an amino acid. You can take it orally, but then most of it gets, like, kind of killed in your stomach. But if you inject L-carnitine, there's massive um, fat like oxidation that happens. So it will help you burn fat. It's kind of like a transport from one side of the cell to the other. So it takes like choline and different things in order to make these transports happen. And L-carnitine injected into the muscle daily gives you better cardiovascular endurance, gives you better muscular endurance, gives uh, fat cell oxidation, all the stuff. And it's... You don't have to be prescribed it. I would definitely mm. say make sure you're getting your stuff from the right places and talk with a medical professional and make sure that it's all good. Yeah. But there's 
great sourced places out there to get these really good things. Um, as far as, like we were saying earlier, Tungat Ali and Ashwagandha, um, I just looked out to find the best supplement that we could because we have, you know, I, I coach some people that um, they, because of their annual physicals, they actually just are really nervous to get on something like testosterone, even yeah. though they all want to. Uh-huh. It's like this, you know, like you said, a, a, a weird subject, but everyone wants to. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to feel great? But then they're a little bit worried. So I found just the best supplement that we could find for it and have, have uh, recommended it to a lot of clients. Mm. And um, it's really good. It's just natural stuff that's in pill form. But you would, so you're obviously not giving me medical advice, but if you're in my situation, so like right now, like my diet, especially, so we just had our third kid and yeah. I've been eating anything at like two in the morning. For sure. Just to survive. And I'm like, okay, we're kind of getting the routine now. We got things somewhat handled. Obviously my diet's got to get better. And so once your diet, I mean, where, where does that fall in line with like, when should I start? Uh, or when would you recommend taking testosterone in the terms of like getting healthier? So it's like your diet, supplements, and then testosterone. Or do you just start with testosterone so you feel great right away? <clears throat> I would start with diet. Yeah. I mean, you want to get rid of as many processed foods as possible. And there's even people online like BioLane, Lane Norton. He's uh, he, he comes up with all this stuff, uh, like scientific stuff, like, hey, processed food's not that bad. But then you look at his diet, it's 90% natural foods Hmm. like i don't think there's any real argument that if we eat natural foods we're going to feel better we're going to have better blood work we're going to sleep better we're going to perform better so i would start there uh trying to increase as much protein as possible increasing uh, the amount of fruits and veggies that you're eating and if we can begin there then you'll already start to see some changes Mm -hmm. body fat's going to go lower you can probably raise some muscle and decrease body fat at the same time for a little while then work on sleep, which I know is tough because three kids totally get it. We have, we have three as well. Um, and then, I mean, shift work is what killed me. Mm. Like shift work messed me up since you don't have shift work right now. You have temporary shift work with kids. Mm. So it's coming up with a good plan with your wife and Hey, three nights in a row, I'll get up with kids three nights in a row. You get up with kids or we switch off. Like if there's one kid that's you know doing this, then I'll go to that kid and you go to the other, figure out how to get as much deep sleep as absolutely possible. Mm. Then still do your workouts, but think 70% effort, 90% of the time. So Mm. a lot of times, especially in like the functional fitness realm or like, you know, the CrossFit realm that that I'm in, well, that you all are in, um, we think I've got to go just murder myself on that workout every single day. And it's just wrong. Mm. We need to pick workouts where we can be very intense, like technique based intensity and hit them hard. But... 70% 70% of the time, just, or sorry, 90% of the time, 70% effort. Just come go through the motions. Hmm. And then every, you're saying every once in a while, just go all out. Go hit it. Yeah. yeah. Kira today, the workout that we had here, she's like, she's, she's, she's like, I hit it. Like I hit it hard. Hmm. She probably used different words and, um, it made her feel so good. But most of the time, just go through the motions. Hmm. You're still getting that exercise in. Magic is in the intensity, but it's being strategic about it. Working out is stress. Eating is stress. Kids are stress. Job, stress. Bills, stress. Everything's stress. So then we have to manage that 
to get as much sleep as possible, eat the best foods that we can get. And then after that, I'd say, look into supplementation a little bit, Hmm. you know, talk with a good doctor who really knows what they're doing. They're going to get the proper blood work, make it happen. Yeah, it was crazy. I just went in and I, I, it's probably bad, but I don't go to the doctor ever. No, I don't. I think that's probably the right (laughs) thing to do. I I probably hadn't been in like four years and I was like, Hey, I just want some blood work done. I want to see what my testosterone's at. It's like, okay, it's cheaper if you roll it into a full checkup because then yeah. if you ask for a testosterone check, it's more expensive than just a, an annual checkup. So I was like, all right. Uh, and so the insurance uh, didn't go through the first time. It was like 900 bucks for him to come in and do like a quick thing and some blood work. I'm like, that is insane. And then obviously the insurance went through and we didn't have to pay it. But I can't believe how expensive medical stuff is. Yeah. is so. If anyone out there has a medical business, let me know. I'll help you. <laughs> well, so I actually have a recommendation there. So um, Merrick Health, uh, it's online based, um, mostly male. I, I think they do female as well, but mostly male-based hormones. You go to one of their approved facilities, you get your blood work done, and then you have a consultation with their pre-medical person that asks you all the questions then they portray that to the doctor. Then you have your 30 or 45 minute consultation with the doctor and he'll put you kind of on everything that he thinks. Now, they are probably a little biased toward testosterone because mm-hmm. that's where they're building their business, but it's also very science-based. So if you don't need it, they're not gonna give it to you. But if you can benefit from it, absolutely. And they'll put you on other medications as well to just optimize you as a human being hmm. and you can spend as much money on as, on it as you want you can get peptides through them and they're going to be very expensive you can get other other things other yeah i, mean, I may say that like it's like oh other things like all scary no it's all medical based you're going through a licensed physician it's all good yeah but you're definitely cheaper than 900 dollars. yeah and specifically for what you are looking for. I want to think better. I want to sleep better. I want to perform better. I want to have lower body fat. That's why these people exist. Hmm. But a family physician just doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because it's kind of like what we were talking about in the beginning with Tom Cruise. Like, he looks amazing. He must pay a fortune in whatever they have him on to look that good for that long, which I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just... Yeah. Well, and he probably has somebody that lines out his diet and, you know, and so he probably doesn't even have to think about any of that all day. They put the food in front of him and they put the supplements in front of him and he does it and that would be nice. Yeah, it really would. Mm -hmm. Um, Truly, 99 out of 10 people that that I nutrition coach, if they increase their protein to one pound per, one gram of protein per pound that they weigh per day, and start drinking a little bit more water, that's where they see the difference. And honestly, a few months in, I feel a little bad charging people because I'm like, all I'm doing is pushing them to eat more protein. And mm. But it's crazy. I mean, males that have been on this for two months have gone from, I mean, just thinking one in specific, he went from 23% body fat to 15% body fat. He's increased muscle and uh, just looks awesome, feels mm. amazing. And that's just like, that's one. It, it, is it ideal body weight or is it current body no, weight? It is what you weigh right now. And mm-hmm. you'll have people argue that over and over. Is it ideal? Is it not? Just err on the side of you're going to pee out the extra stuff and just get your protein in. Because mm-hmm. that's also going to calorie restrict you as well. 
you eat that much protein, I promise you're not eating four cookies. You might eat half a cookie. And when I went from my highest body weight down to my lowest or highest body fat percentage to my lowest body fat percentage, I was having half a crumble cookie a day. Hmm. That was my way of sticking to it. Yeah. So it was mostly meat and a crumble cookie. Would there be like a naturalist doctor that highly disagrees with that? Probably. That's why I'm not a doctor. Yeah. So hmm. That's interesting. Well, there's that's many reasons why I'm not a doctor. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess that's where we're, we're going to start. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, you guys rock. It's so much fun to talk to you. It was good. Yeah, yeah. this was fun. We hadn't done it for a while. Yeah, we need to just maybe maybe once a month or something. Yeah. That way we can stay on task. Yeah, we got to do some more research on uh, pyramids. We got to figure out how those things were made. Man, I just want to know. So my doctor, um, she went over to Egypt a couple months ago and somehow got the tours that I want to have. Hmm. Like sticking her head in pyramids feeling the vibrations hmm. pretty crazy stuff hmm. so that's awesome we'll we'll look it up a little bit more maybe we should travel to egypt for the next episode there you go all right we'll see you guys see ya <laughs>